Welcome. Y saludos, amigos. A nuestra presentación, Revenge of the Pod, a pop culture pod primarily focused on film and television. I'm your host, Luigi. This is my co-host. Jason, what's up, everybody? Glad to have you back for this special episode. We're taking you back. And uh, yeah, that's all I'll say for now. <laughs> yeah, going back to the, the days of oversized pants and those interesting patterns that were in uh, pastel colors almost. Or like, uh, what is it? Not pastel colors. But they were in like flat colors. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, what we're talking about. Uh, back uh -huh. to the day where uh, Happy Meals toys were actually really cool, you know? Yeah, they were related to actual movies and were solid toys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited, dude. <laughs> Being a kid back then was pretty dope. It's pretty uh, dope. All right, so let's get into it, Jason. Before we talk about our main topic... Uh, what you got for us today? How you been, man? Oh, dude, I'm I am doing fantastic, my friend. Um, this past weekend, I actually took a trip up to uh, North North Arizona. Uh, it's starting to get hot here in Phoenix, um, but uh, doesn't mean that everywhere in Arizona is hot. Uh, Jamie wanted us to go up north to uh, Payson. It's about an hour and a half up north. That's actually um, Cole's hubby's hometown shout out heather um shout out to uh nora coming soon real soon um, waiting for it man wait yeah. keep asking any day now any day now uh but yeah we went to her hometown and uh dude the the weather difference was crazy so uh we went on saturday uh the high here in phoenix was going to be 87 and up north in payson was the high was 64 degrees so we said, hell yes, let's go up north. And uh, we went hiking. We got to see the Tonto Natural Bridge. Um, so we did some hiking. We ate some food. Uh, this place called County Inn. They had some fire-ass wood fire pizza, bro. They had this special one that weekend. It was called the Elote Pizza. So it was like um, the Mexican Elote, right? With yeah, yeah. Just so, yeah. Uh, dude, it was fire. Uh, the pizza went... was good? That's so trippy to me. I got to try dude, this. Dude, it was it was crazy how good it was. Um, and uh, white people made this, so it was it was pretty interesting. I was like, oh, good shit. for them. A little, good yeah, for yeah. Them. It, was, it was good. I was not mad at it. I was like, what elote? Give it to me. Let me try it. Pizza, let's go. I love pizza. Wood fire pizza, especially. Uh, had that crunch. It was it was beautiful, dude. It was it was tasty. Um, there's also this other little town not too far from Payson called Strawberry. Uh, they had this place that uh, Jamie was really interested in called uh, Pie Bar. They uh, make empanadas, like all different flavors. Um, but one of my favorite ones that I tried that Jamie bought was a baked potato empanada. Oh, my God, dude. Fucking heaven in my mouth, dude. Um, so uh, if you do end up, uh, I think you're coming in July, right? Uh, yes, I am coming yeah, yeah, in July. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping we at least take you up north to like either Sedona, Payson, wherever it may be, uh, just because I think you'd really love it up there. Because I know like Phoenix, although I love Phoenix, it's a city town. It's a huge city. Uh, just north, northern Arizona is just very different and very mellow and relaxed. I think you would love it. Kind of reminds me of Rio Doso type of thing, you know? Oh, um, okay, okay. Yeah, it has that type of vibe, but just uh, I would say a little bit bigger, if I would I would say. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, we we made and we we went out there on Saturday, but we, we made it in back in time to watch the Lakers play, dude. Uh, and they ended up winning. 
on not only on Saturday, but they ended up winning yesterday. Fucking amazing, bro. So the Lakers are up three to one against the Warriors, the defending champions, dude. I'm so uh, pumped. Dope. I'm that's so pumped, dope. dude. But I also want to say fuck you to Jermaine. Respectfully, Jermaine. <laughs> Respectfully. Because Respectfully. He sent, yeah, yeah. He sent me a video of this Corgi that predicts of who's good, the winner is going to be. So the owner, what he does, he throws the, the Corgi a ball. Mm-hmm. And he hits the ball and it goes into a hoop. And he's been predicting who's going to win every game by that little game that they play. And if the predictions are right, because he's been guessing every game right, the Corgi is saying that the Warriors are going to win uh, at the end. So I'm a little nervous. I hope the Corgi is wrong. Fuck you, dog. Although I love you, dogs. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm a little nervous. So, uh, but uh, I'm very, I've been very happy. Uh, Lakers wise, uh, the NBA playoffs have been pretty fun. Um, but yeah, I mean that that was my weekend, man. What what about you, man? I, you had some Sunday fun days. You got you got anything exciting for us? Yeah, I went out quite a bit. So those of you in San Antonio and a couple of these might be in more than just San Antonio. Um, I'm going to start with Friday. Me and the lady went to try out a place called Buns. I don't know if that's in other locations, but we've got one here in San Antonio, right by UTSA. Uh, So Mm. those of you who may know someone at UTSA, it is right there. It is Is a burger joint. It's kind of like fancy burgers, if if I'm being clear. Like, I don't usually prefer fancy burgers, but if they do it right, they do it right. And what I want to remind everyone when you eat a fancy burger is don't get the double. Uh, the meat is good, but it's not that good. It's still ground beef. So just just keep that in mind. All the other stuff they put on it is what you came here for. So Gourmet uh, burgers. Yeah, because when you go to a true burger joint, you get that double, and that's, like, amazing. Because yes. it's a much simpler burger. Uh, but with these gourmet burgers, you got you to gotta keep they're that thick. in mind. Yeah, yeah. they thick boys. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the point is, we went and tried it out. It was it was delicious, man. It was very good. Would uh, you get local it? local joint? So I got one called I think it was cow. Gosh, give me a second. Give me a second. Cow something. It was. Oh no! Help me, Jason. Buy me some time, Jason. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, what it have? What would it have in it though? That's that's what I want to know. So I don't care there, what it's called. What would it have in it? There was hoisin sauce on it. Uh, it had crispy onions, arugula. Um, yeah, it was. It was pretty damn solid. It had a few other things. I think it had pepper jack, and the meat was pretty good. Like I'll, I'll say that it was very solid uh, food. Then Gabby had a mushroom Swiss burger. That one I love was, me some mushroom Swiss burgers, bro. Yeah, like if you're a mushroom fan, that uh, yes. was fantastic. It was called the Mush Buns. Get it? Mushrooms, mush buns. Mush, like yeah. It. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, you, you know here I got you. I got you. The one I made, had was <laughs> just kidding. Go ahead. Oh, uh, so me usually, I'm a pretty simple guy, man. I'm not gonna lie, dude. If I go to a restaurant, there's certain things on the menu that catch my eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if something says Southwest, whatever, I'm probably going to get that shit because it, it has avocado, it has bacon, it has like maybe a spicy something twist to it, you know, jalapenos, 
maybe uh serrano peppers i don't know what it is but like you know what i mean yeah. poblano peppers grilled poblano but it, it a southwest burger type of thing it says it, it's a spicy but like with guac maybe like a southwest flavor to it that yeah. immediately catches my attention i don't care if it's a chicken sandwich or a burger it just automatically catches my attention because that's all the fucking flavors that i love i love the bake i love bacon i love I love a spice to it, to, to my burger or whatever it may be. Like, just, just give me that. Like it can never steer me wrong. If I'm going to a new restaurant, obviously I'm going to look at the whole menu to see if anything else catches my eye, but that's like the one that I go back to. If I don't like anything else on the menu, does that make sense? No, I hear you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the one I had had chipotle mayo and chile. Yes, tomatoes, so. exactly. I probably would have done <laughs> that. I probably would have gotten that too. Dude. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Uh, it was pretty uh, complimentary to the hoisan sauce and the crispy onions, dude. It was mm. it was great. Mm. I definitely recommend anyone who's around that area. If you go to San Antonio, maybe you're going to UTSA game. Their football team has gotten pretty good. Uh, check out that place. It's right across from the university. And some um, nice buns, huh? Yeah, buns. Anyway, moving on to the next thing, though. Uh, we went to buns. And then on Saturday, we actually had a pretty good time. We went to this in the morning. I went and got this uh, food truck that's always around the house, but it goes all over the city. It's called Bluebird Cafe. Fantastic coffee. Uh, San Antonio's, if you can get get this, check it out. They had fantastic coffee, fantastic uh, biscuits and gravy, eggs, potatoes, oh. like all kinds of different stuff. It was It was very good. I definitely recommend, and they had a lot of sweet treats too. Uh, let me see what else. Had some pluckers. I know you guys know what that is. Fantastic wing place out of Austin. That's like a staple for um, uh, Austin slash San Antonio, right? Yeah, actually, I might, it might be out of San Marcos, but it's San Antonio, San Marcos, Austin. They have them in Dallas now, so you Texans know what I'm talking about. Definitely a staple. Uh, Wink, yeah, definitely a staple, yeah. And on Sunday, I did have a Sunday fun day. I guess I went out quite a bit this weekend. It was it was a good weekend. Hell yeah! Uh, dude. We went to Halcyon again, fellow Texans. There's one in Dallas, San Antonio, and two in Austin. It is a coffee bar, so you can not only get, go to it like it's a cafe. You can also order drinks there. They usually have like a small food menu. Uh, they had a great brunch menu. It was fantastic. I had the chicken and waffles, as one does. Uh, they only have it for brunch, so it was fantastic. You can buy cigars there if you're into that. They used to have cigarettes, but they're, now it's just cigars or cigarillos. Yeah, we don't like cigarettes anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was fun. Uh, we obviously bar hopped and went to this other place that's only local, only San Antonio. Tiny little spot called Hands Down with some pretty damn good mixed drinks. Again, uh, San Antonians, Southside. Uh, I think around <laughs> Southtown, around Southtown, hands down bar. Pretty dope. It was a good time. They played fantastic. Bunch of Fugees, a lot of other 90s, 2000s hip hop. It was just like hitting in the perfect place. I was like, ah, this is this is a good feel. It's a good feel. So Bro, you gotta, you're going to make me want to, Everything that you did sounds like something that I would love to do if I come when I come down there to visit you. That sounds, yeah, man. sounds awesome, bro. <laughs> it, it was cool, man. I really had a good time. And, um, you know, that's just a few places here. I'll definitely have to take you down to a few. 
I'm, I'm, I'm a brunch bitch, bro. So, um, <laughs> dude, I definitely you know, take me out to brunch is what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I enjoy brunch, man. Like not all the time because I can't be drinking all the time like that. But a good brunch day, I'm like, yeah, there's some good food. Get a little, get a little tipsy, then, then get it back down before you have to go to work the next day. It's a good little, yeah, dude, a little mini vacation there. Anyway, uh, what else you got for us, Jason? Are we ready to move into? uh your big story for the day yeah 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 Yeah, man uh you know glad we had a good weekend this weekend um glad we were able to update you guys on some cool stuff we did but yeah let's get into um uh some stuff uh so we briefly talked about that there was going to be a writer's strike and a a few episodes back um well uh there's definitely the writer's strike officially happened this month guys and it's going to affect a lot of the shows that we love. Um, so I just wanted to highlight some of the stuff, uh, just give you guys an update and uh, maybe kind of tell you guys some of the stuff that I'm personally worried about. Uh, so the main one for me personally was <clears throat> House of Dragons season two. Mm. It's actually still going to go into production the, could, because the scripts were actually finished. So the writers were actually able to finish the scripts. So they decided to move forward with uh, still going into production for season two. Now, <laughs> the reason why I'm worried is because during the, the production and the filming of, of shows and, and movies, uh, writers still come in and change the script and stuff. Or, you know, because they're like, hey, as they're filming it, they're like, you know, what, we need to change this and blah, blah, blah. Right. Whatever it may be. So writers are actually still involved during production. So I'm a little worried that season two might be um, disappointing when House of Dragon comes out. Because there were no rewrites? Exactly. So um, if you guys are disappointed with season two when House of Dragon comes out, this could be it because of the writer's strike. Um, so I'm a little worried about that. Dude, I totally, I didn't, I didn't realize that there was going to be another prequel to the Game of Thrones series as well. It's called A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, The Hedge Knight. Uh, it's, it's another prequel to Game of Thrones. That has actually been put on hold because of the writer's strike. I just heard about that this week. I yeah, had I never heard of it before this week. Yeah, do me neither. I didn't. I, I knew that they were going to do like kind of expand the Game of Thrones universe. Yeah. But I didn't know about this. I was like, oh, shit. And then I did some more research on it. I was like, well, that sucks. Um, another one that affects us because we both love this this series, this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the final season of Stranger Things uh, production, the, the very final season, so season five, uh, production has been put on delay because of the writer's strike. We waited like, what, three years for this last season? Why not, right? Why not? Yeah, I know. Might as well, right? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a bummer, dude. Yeah, I, which was is kind of confusing because I thought that there were filming season four and season five at the same time, the production. So maybe they didn't finish writing season five because of of season four, how big it was. So maybe the writers had to go back and fix some things and rewrite something. I don't know. It was strange. Um, so that that sucked. Another thing that it could affect, it hasn't affected it yet, but it could affect, depending on how long the strike goes, uh, it could affect the start date for The Last of Us season two, which is supposed to start production in August of this year. It hasn't affected it, but it could so just keep an eye out for that. And that uh, release date, for, yeah, I know exactly. Last of Us release date was supposed to be what, 2025 or 2024? I can't remember. 
but it was already like, I was like, oh my God, we have to wait for season two. We have to wait this long. And because if the strike keeps going, pushing forward and delays a lot of stuff, it could delay season two of Last of Us even more. So that could affect the second, the second film, or the second film, the second game is a, it is a big story. It's a much bigger story than the first game. Well, so, yeah, I mean, we already got the update that uh, season two is going to be split into two parts. So yeah, so I'm hoping that they they do well with it. I hope this writer's strike doesn't affect that. I want them to get their pay. Um, and you know, it, speaking of writers, mm-hmm. production crews, I hear get even worse pay. Yeah, dude. Right? Like why? I, I agree. The writers are, are huge, important part uh, to the storylines, especially um, I was listening to um, Jermaine's podcast and they were like shitting on um, Batman versus Superman <laughs> and the, how that writing was just awful. Exactly. That's what you're going to get if we, you know, decide to, I mean, that that's over-exaggerating, but, like, yeah, there's terrible writing out there. I don't like, know. I, I could agree. That I, could, I mean, and here's the thing with, even with Batman versus Superman, it didn't become a great story, but it became a tolerable story when you got the full, like, extended cut. But that yeah. being said, you're going to get writing like that. It's just not going to be as strong as what you were watching in your current shows. That, that's uh, why we keep should keep that in mind. <laughs> you know, if you're good at your job and you're good at writing, pay these guys. Obviously, there's gonna be some writers like, oh, you know what? That was that was kind of bad, right? So, uh, yeah, the execs, the execs need to remember that. Yes, they want to maximize profit, but you also want to keep talent, man. Exactly. So that's that's what's gonna win you championships, right? Um, <laughs> if we're looking at it like on a sports uh, standpoint. Um, so yeah, the, if the you next... want another hundred years of uh, of film, you need to make this happen, guys. I agree. Okay. Uh, some just some other ones that are going to take effect. I've actually personally seen some of them, so I haven't seen some of them. So, Yellow Jackets uh, season three is actually put on hold. I think season oh. two is currently streaming right now. I don't think it's finished, but uh, there were it is currently streaming. Yeah, yeah. So season three, the writing for it has been put on hold. So there's going to be a delay on that for season three when it comes out. Abel. Abbott Elementary, the comedy that you liked. Uh, I think that was one of your top five TV shows of last year, right? It was very uh, good, man. It was very yeah. – it's just like – you know how some people can do a good take on on the same style as The Office? You know, like yes. Parks and Rec. Uh, that's probably my best example. But this is definitely in that wheelhouse. It's very much interviews, mockumentary style, it, and it works. It really works. Yeah, so that that's also for season three has been put on hold. American Horror Story um, is moving forward with season 12. Oh, no kidding. But the same thing as House of Dragon. Like, they had the script done, but again, without any writers to change stuff, it could make it. And it's, I think it's, this is supposed to be the final season for American Horror Story. So that would kind of suck if you have the writers not involved in it in the last season of a great series. I personally stopped watching after I think when um, Lady Gaga got on board with the vampires and stuff because I was like, they kind of lost me after that. <clears throat> but I still, I, there's still a lot of fans out there, so I just want to give you guys an update on that. Um, so I heard it got better because uh, they tied into a lot of the uh, uh, the other shows that we previously loved. I'm not too sure. 
maybe it's something to try and catch back and uh, look at. But I just want to give you guys an update on that. Uh, Big Mouth on Netflix, uh, the comedy series, um, the season eight, season eight finale, the final season has been put on hold. Uh, season seven was already finished. Uh, so that's going to release on Netflix soon. But the final season, as far as the writing goes, has been put on hold. Uh, Cobra Kai. Uh, did you watch Cobra Kai, Kai uh, Luigi, by chance? Uh, on Netflix no, as well? I wasn't too interested in that one. Okay. Well, apparently, popular show. I think I saw the first two episodes of Cobra Kai. It's just, you know, the Karate Kid. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, season six has been put on hold because of the writer's strike as well. So, uh, just I wanted to highlight some of those shows. There's a bunch more shows, guys. Uh, it's available like if you guys just search, um, writer's strike shows that have been put on hold, or if you guys just google that, you guys can see the full list uh, that have been affected by the strike. So, it, it's a lot, guys. It's a lot. I'm going to do a quick side note here. So you stopped watching after Hotel? I uh, did, American bro. Story Hotel? I yeah. actually liked Hotel. I could see why you didn't like Lady Gaga. But she's she's apparently good enough in acting to appear in multiple films at this point. She wasn't terrible. Um, I kind of liked some of the storylines out of Hotel and what they did with it. You should check out season six, which is Roanoke. I thought that one was pretty good. Really, I okay. stopped watching at Cult. I just, I, I was almost, I was just, uh, I was like on the second or third episode, and then I just caught up with, got caught up with a bunch of other stuff. So that says something about it itself. I guess it didn't keep me, um, but I definitely want to check out some of the later seasons. Yeah, I, I don't know why I stopped watching American Horror Story. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I, I just, I, I think I was a little upset that uh, one of the main characters didn't sign on to do it again you know she uh, she was like one of my favorite characters in all the seasons leading up to this point i forget her name but uh she played the mother of the down syndrome kid jessica in season one and i don't know if that's her name but yeah but the older one yeah the older one yeah 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 she came out in king kong in like 1970 one eight i think so those are two jumps but i loved her dude i thought she was a big part of american horror story and i love evan peters don't get me wrong i would have kept watching i would that probably i don't know it just kind of turned me off that she didn't renew or they didn't want to pay her or whatever it was and i was like you know what i'm done with this you're gonna oh is that the case i thought she was just you know bowing out of the show interesting maybe i i I really don't know it was it was it was it was a while back dude almost 10 years ago i think yeah she came out of a ton of stuff man she was uh you've seen big fish right no Uh, oh we've talked about this and i always say that we have talked. well she comes out in big fish as the main character's mother well maybe the main character's wife actually that's a yeah not the mother that that probably is more of a supporting character. Anyway, she came out of Cape Fear, bro. Did you see Cape Fear with? Uh... No. What? <laughs> yeah. <I know. laughs> what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The fuck? Uh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> I, I mean, she's come out in a ton of other stuff, but I can't say I've seen that. But those are those are some. Jason, I'm a little surprised. I know I, she I came out in Tootsie, her. but I haven't seen that shit. So. I, I just, I think she's a phenomenal actress. Yeah. And uh, I think I was really upset that she wasn't going to be in that season. So I didn't give it a chance. 
Uh, I, I did watch some episodes and I was like, fuck this, vampires. I already hate vampires as it is. <laughs> oh, so really? Like, yes, dude. I don't like vampires. Like, you think they're Not, lame or what? Yeah, I do. I, I personally oh, think they're lame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should watch Midnight what? Mass. Let's see if it's good. I hear they're vampires, but it looks creepy as shit. I think, like, the favorite, vamp- my favorite vampire story that I like that I've seen in movies is probably Blade, dude. <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> uh, or, you know, uh, I also like the Diary of a Vampire, Underworld. Oh, Underworld with a uh, Christian, uh, Christian Bale. No, that's uh, not right. No, that's not Bell. right. Kate Beckinsale. <laughs> yes, Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had the hugest crush on Kate Beckinsale. Dude, same. I think every every boy that saw those movies. Definitely was like, and then she came out and click as the wife too. Oh yes, dude. Yes. Yeah, I, I definitely. And bro, he dated her. What? Yeah, Pete, yeah, yeah, he dated her. Pete Davidson dated her. One of the many oh. uh, beautiful women he dated. I'm confused. Yeah, I'm confused. Okay, well, good for you, Pete. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah, no, good for you, Pete. I don't hate you, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> another another uh, vampire thing that came out when we were kids was Interview with a Vampire. Interview with a Vampire with uh, Brad Pitt, yes. And uh, Tom Cruise, a very young Kirsten Dunst, Antonio Banderas. It was good. It was good. I do like that movie. I'm not going to lie. I do like that movie. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we went off topic, guys. We apologize. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about Uh, the writer strikes. We went into vampires. That's crazy. You know, it was because I brought up American Horror Story. Uh, Anyway, anything else, Jason? Um, I did have something, but I completely forgot what I was going to ask you. I had a question for you, but moving on, if it comes back, I'll bring it back up. But okay, yeah, let's move on to the trailers, my friend. All right. So a few, a few things to talk about in this first one. First off, Danny Elfman is going to be back for the Beetlejuice sequel. And they've also signed on another actor for the Beetlejuice sequel. And it's got an official release date. Jason, do you know the official release date? The official release date is going to be September 6, 2024. So a year from now. Or Dude, that is, that is some of the best news I have heard in a very long time. Dude, literally, I thought it was going to be like a 2025 release date. Yeah, like it, they, they've been hitting the ground running with they this. They are show. moving forward with this. And uh, Denny the Upton, other actors... Uh, real quick, the other actor is Justin Thoreau, and Winona Ryder looks like she's coming back as well. Yes, 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 dude. That's that's <laughs> the news you want to hear. Exactly. I was thinking the same thing. It's like you get the original cast to come in, and the ori- original composer, and the original, I mean, writer slash director. It's it's gotta it's gotta have some some good qualities there. I, I'm ready for it. I'm 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 excited for it. Uh, usually, um, sequels aren't the best, but we um, this has some potential, and um, obviously, we're gonna go watch it, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely! It ain't even a question. My whole family is gonna go watch that. Katya loves Beetlejuice. Like we're gonna go see that shit. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Let's move on. This is that was great news. Hopefully you guys are excited for September of next year, guys. Well, we'll see if the writer's strike doesn't affect this. 
Right. Um, I mean, there's always going to be delays, guys. So it says it's going to release September 6th of 2024. I think a more reasonable date is going to be Halloween of 2024. Yeah, if it's still in 20... I mean, depending on how long the strike lasts, right? Uh, right. Well, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the the new trailer for uh, The Little Mermaid, the one that came out before Guardians of the Galaxy? Yes. You know, so a couple things. You may disagree with me. It does look better on the big screen. Uh, in uh, my opinion. It does. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't look amazing, but it's not it enough passable. Yeah. Mm. Here, I don't know if it's passable. I don't like that they made the characters real realistic to the point that they did. Uh, I thought they would have learned their lesson with Lion King where that kind of takes away from the film a bit. You know, if we want to see what it actually looks I know this might sound ridiculous, but if we want to see what it actually looks like, then we should go to an aquarium. We are trying to capture interest of small children. It's a brain crying out loud, bro. Yeah, like they they enjoy both and they can see both. I I don't know. That's my opinion. But it does look considerably better than it did originally. I don't know if they've made any changes. Uh, what do you think? Um, I'm not gonna go see it. But uh, uh Jamie, well, Jamie, yeah. Jamie has a <clears throat> a day night plan with her friend because she like loves a little mermaid. So yeah, I'm well, gonna we're let probably her taking Katya to see it. So I'm probably gonna go see it. Um, hey, the the her voice sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah she's pretty good. Um, <laughs> She's pretty good. I have no good. problem with that, but I, I hope I hope <laughs> you guys prove me wrong. But like, it does not look good to me. Yeah, I, I just have a problem with the the realism that they're trying to use because it just takes away from the movie. It t- takes away the emotion from the characters when you're trying to relate to them uh, as a kid. That's going to be hard to to get past. They this is kids read emotion, you know. Uh, doesn't make sense to me. I think it would look better. Anyway, the the CGI, as I mentioned, it still isn't. I mean, it's not Avatar. I'll tell you that. So just be aware, guys, of what you're getting into. Hopefully, it's not as bad as Pinocchio was. I think I think that was uh, the best part about Pinocchio was seeing some of the story played out in live action. But there's a reason it went straight to Disney Plus because that's really all it was good for. Yes, I agree. Moving on. <laughs> Transformers Rise of the Beasts extended trailer, man. What'd you think of that one? Now that I'm excited for. It looks pretty good. It looks really, really good. <laughs> oh man, I'm really excited to see this now. That's this June, too. It's right around the corner, guys. We're less than a month away from Transformers Rise of the Beasts. The story, it looks like it's going to be epic. Anthony Ramos is amazing. Uh, as an actor, I really enjoyed him in the Heights. Obviously, on Hamilton, uh, we'll be seeing Pete Davidson again there. Your buddy, oh, my buddy, uh, he's going to be one of the Transformers. Uh, so oh, okay, okay, I've like, never seen him. Oh shit! Shout out Michelle Yeoh. Well, let's go. Yeah, yeah, all right, cool. Um, yeah, dude, it looks good. Uh, yeah, I'm ready for it. 
I think the it looks like it's going to be an interesting relationship with the main character and his Transformer. And thank God this one can talk. No offense to Bumblebee. I really liked Bumblebee, but it, it got frustrating at times uh, watching his character because you know he can't speak. So I mean, I had no problem with it, but I, I, get, <laughs> I, I get where you're coming from. I, I get it. Yeah, they did amazing things with it so that you didn't need it. But there were still times where I was like, God, I wish you could just speak. They made him I look just... like a pet. <coughs> yeah. Even though he's yeah. like a, a being that's like thousands of years ahead of our time. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it would be it would be nice to see a character that can talk just like Optimus Prime. Glad to see him back. Uh, big fan of Optimus Prime in the movies. They were the cool parts about those movies. Watching them fight, pretty dope. So even if this trend turns out to be a mediocre movie, it's probably going to be better than some of the older ones, I'd say. I would say. I would say so. All right. Marvel's trailer. I know you saw this one, too. I think we got all the same trailers. Um, looks better than than I thought. I will say that. Looks a it whole really lot does. better than I was expecting, to be Am honest. I, I was Am worried. Am I going to watch it, though? No. Well, no, you you probably aren't, but we are definitely going to go see it. Katya was pumped. Well, like, my well, kid was loved, ready. She loved the show, right? She liked the show, and she liked the Captain Marvel movie. Oh, hell yeah. Okay. Like, she's a Captain Marvel fan. Oh. Um, so she's going to be pretty hyped for this. I know Gabby was pretty excited, too. They were both ready, so we're going to end up seeing that one as well. Uh, I'll let you know, man. It does look a lot better. And it looks like it gives Brie Larson a chance to show, like, acting skills. Yeah. You know, she uh, did get an Oscar. Yeah, she did get an Oscar. So it wasn't her, I'd say. I would assume it's the writers didn't give her anything to work with in that first movie. Because, yeah, in this one, you're already seeing more personality out of her. Uh, I think the addition of Michelle Rambeau is going to be interesting to watch. I want to see how their dynamic works. And uh, gosh, the girl who plays Captain Marvel, I mean, she she looks like she's eating up the scenery, just totally showing that she's a kid, With appealing to value. kids. Yeah, appealing to kids for sure. Uh, we'll see how it goes, man. I'm definitely going to end up seeing it. Uh I don't, I don't know how I'm going to feel afterward. I hope that I am pleasantly surprised and it's like, bam, we're back to that old Marvel magic. But we'll see how it goes. I'll keep you updated. Well, yeah, they've been hit or miss lately. Um, yeah. But uh, there was definitely a hit this past weekend for me personally. <laughs> There's definitely a hit. Um, yeah, let's let's get into it, man. Straight into <laughs> TV land. Uh, I haven't been watching much of anything, to be honest with you guys. I'm behind. Don't blame me. I'm going to catch up on some stuff tonight. Uh, but Jason, we went and saw something. I mean, we didn't see oh. it together. We, we saw it practically at the same time. Oh, we did. We did. Uh, so part of our weekend, we went to go see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Yo, it was um, better than I expected it to be. Like, I knew it was going to be good, but I didn't think it was going to be this good, personally. Yeah, it, it hit for me pretty pretty well. Um, there's there was a ton to kind of take out of that movie, and it was a. Some people didn't like it as a send off, and I do have some questions about how much of a send off it truly is, considering um, a few things. But yeah, what I, I, I would say, agree with that. Yeah, I what I will that. say is that I 
I'm going to put it in my top Marvel movies. I don't know about top 10. We'll see. I'd have to really, I have to give it some time to sit, but it's, I really enjoyed this movie, man. I, I had fun with it. I, I, I have to, I have to give it some time to sit as well, because right now, after seeing this movie, uh, obviously it's been, you know, some recency bias for me personally, top five Marvel movie. Mm, mm. For me, for me. God damn. Yeah, Shit. personally. Yeah, that like that's how much I loved it, dude. Like I I got choked up. I was oh, trying not sure. to cry next next to my girlfriend. And I was like, oh my God. I was like, oh like my my throat. I was getting choked. I was like, what? What my, my feelings? Recent... <laughs> my recency bias is that rack or uh, racket rockets <laughs> may be my favorite guardian for sure uh, rocket has always been my favorite guardian since the it, first i could not like I, I could not pick between them i like them all a lot really? but now i'm like no i think it might be rocket like <laughs> fuck i love rocket after this anyway uh opens with uh, a personal spoilers favorite song from here on out oh yeah sorry guys spoilers, spoilers if you didn't know it opens with that uh, creep, and it looked it sounded like an acoustic. Yeah, one of my all-time favorite songs. Not specifically the acoustic version, but just "Creep" by Radiohead is a fantastic song. It was one of the songs that got me back into rock and roll. Uh, introduced to me, uh, well, the group was introduced to me by my brother-in-law Mike. Shout out to you, Mike. Uh, just a great song to come into. It kind of set the tone. For how you were going to be feeling for the rest of the movie, even with jokes in there, there was just this yearning uh, feeling throughout the movie because you know it's a goodbye and you know it's a tough story. And there was a lot that they put into picking that song, I'd say. Yeah, especially like because it's it's literally a story of, you know, a Rocket's uh, a storyline. And it, it fit. I feel like that song fit perfect to where they were gonna go. Like you said, like you said, he just felt like he never belonged. He's a creep. He's a weirdo. Because he he's an animal that was supposed to be a normal animal, but he got experimented on, and so he doesn't feel like he's like. If it wasn't for this, I wouldn't be who I am right now. And like he's completely torn about that, but he's even more torn about later on throughout the movie where we find out what happens and his torment and why he never talks about his past and how he was created which was fucking gut-wrenching dude it was just yeah. oh, like jesus it was oh my god dude i fucking uh, i wish i wish they would have gave me a box of tissues walking into the movie before i started this not popcorn you know what i mean yeah, it took me a second to buy and again, you know, I'm watching a, a comic book movie, but it did take me a second to buy into the other creatures that were in the cage with him. I was like, this is a bit much. But after I got over that, like I and I could just enjoy the storyline without being like, is that a is that a bunny with like metal spider arms? Like I was like, that's oh, fine, it's fine. No, That's I bought right. into that. They were experiments. They were experiments. Yes, exactly. Uh, it, took, it took me a second. <laughs> it took me a second. At first, I was like, I can't. No, no, no. You got this. You could do this. Is that anyway. a wall? With a... Yeah, in a yeah. wheelchair. I was just like, this is a lot. And um, 
Anyway, you bought into the characters and they were just extremely innocent. Uh, it looked like most of them had, like two of them had intelligences that were low and then Rocket had an extremely high intelligence and Lila was somewhere in the middle. Lila was the one that was the otter with the metal Bionic arms. arms. Yeah. yeah, so I think uh, I think I I can explain that without them explaining it to us. I think during the process where they're like experimenting with their brains and like all this stuff, I think during that surgery, the arms, the legs failed, so they attached these arm pieces, the spider legs, the wheels, so they these uh, animals can move. I think Rocket was one of probably the last one of that of mm-hmm. expert of batch eighty nine. Right, because yeah. they had a batch that was the most successful. So then they moved on to batch ninety because of him. So I think that's why you see um, Lila uh, teeths and floor having those other bionic arms <laughs> because they didn't successfully pass through the operations. Like that's how gruesome the operation was that they had to give them uh, bionic stuff so they can function. Right. Um, yeah. Without saying it, uh, I think that that would be my guess. I could be wrong, but that would be my guess as to why those animals had those bionic arms, legs, whatever it may be. And that's a it's a good way to explain it. I I could I could take that. So they were they were the innocence that they displayed is what really gets you when the storyline plays out. And I don't want to take away from the other Guardian storylines. I mean, you could see a clear, strong friendship that uh, becomes pretty important between Drax and Mantis. You see how the story plays out for Quill and Gamora. Uh, I think even, I, I would even say Nebula has has moments of growth as a character. So I was like, okay. You know, you could see that she still gets frustrated, but she has changed, and there are visible changes there. Yeah, she's uh, like low key, like trying not to be connected with them. Like she's mm-hmm. like fighting within herself. Like I, I can't get emotional right now, but throughout the movie, she progresses and like, damn, this is my family. <laughs> um, like this is the family that I wish I had because fucking Thanos, my dad was a piece of fucking shit. So she, I think she understands all the turmoil within Rocket, within mm-hmm. everyone else that they've gone through. Because like, yeah, I, I'm the same. They're actually all of them, right? Uh, they've all gone through some turmoil. So that's why I think they all do well together because they've all had some shitty ass fucking childhoods or yeah. whatever it may be. So that's why they were, you know, Mantis, right? She was a fucking slave to ego. Fucking... Um, Drax lost her lost his daughter and his family actually by Thanos. You know, you have all these storylines like they're all like hurt and they all like emotionally connect to each other because they all had a struggle. I think that's what makes the Guardians of the Galaxy such a such a nice trilogy, you know, because they all come together within their their turmoil and they see that like, you know what? Even though we're all going through it, we're all here for each other and we're better because of it. And you can Emotionally see the love so, yeah. between all of them. Like it's yeah. pretty strong. Uh, I, this movie showed how much those characters truly cared about each other constantly. 
Like yeah. they were the truest sense of family. Like when you watch the Avengers movies, it's just you don't feel that. You don't. you don't feel the and it's fair because even as characters, some of them are not that close. Um, so it was interesting to see the very opposite of that with the Guardians of the Galaxy, who I mean, they see each other as true blood. And watching them all say goodbye and James James Gunn's last film, seeing that supposedly Drax and Gamora aren't gonna come back, or at least the actors aren't. Dave Bautista and Zoe Saldana both said that they're going to follow James Gunn to DC, and they would. Drax or Dave Bautista has openly said he's not. He doesn't see himself playing Drax again. Yeah, Chris Pratt too was even saying that he that that was his last contract with uh, as Peter Quill for uh, MCU. He did say though that he would come back and do it again. He said it'd be weird, but that he would he would do it. So that's that's leaving it to Marvel. He's saying he'll do it. He probably wants more pay, but he's saying he'll do it. Um, more, more on that later. <laughs> yeah, more on that later. We do see that uh, at the end, I know we're skipping tons, and we're skipping one of the better fight sequences I've seen from Marvel in a minute. Um, but I, I just wanted to go over the final, the final Guardians lineup. So we've got uh, Adam Warlock. We have Rocket as the new uh, captain of the Guardians of the Galaxy. We've got King Groot, bro. He looks like a monster, man. That, yeah. that looked pretty sick. Uh, gosh, who else am I forgetting? There's, there's a few. Nebula? Is, no, no, she wasn't. On no, not Nebula. Show. We have the dog with the tele, telekinesis. That's right. Cosmo. 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 Yes. She's a good dog. She's a good one. Damn boy. right she is. <laughs> She's a good dog. Uh the person that takes over as um the blue guy's character with the whistle with oh, the arrow. What's his name? Craglin. Yeah, Craglin. He take he's part of it. And there's someone else. I forgot who it was. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to remember. Uh oh we... uh, one of the um one of the kids that um that they created oh really uh, yeah yeah one of the kids that they saved um one of the specimens that uh they that they created uh the, with the ones with the lines on the nose uh-huh. the ones that we're talking about juju juju yeah yeah Ju-Ju. yeah yeah she she has powers too and uh she becomes part of it i remember oh no yeah. kidding yeah she's a pre slash titan hybrid with a variety of powers. I wonder wonder what they're going to do with that. That's cool. So could it be the end of the Guardians of the Galaxy? Maybe with this storyline? Could it be cool? Now, one thing I was pretty curious about, I'm glad you brought that up, Adam Warlock's character. Mm-hmm. I don't know too much about him in the actual comics. So I wanted to know to all my uh, comic book fans out there that know a lot about Adam Warlock's storyline and stuff like that. Are you guys upset on how they depicted his character? Because it seems like Adam Warlock, from what I, my understanding from just from what I heard from friends, that he's a very strong character. Is he really a ditz like that? Or like, I, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, so I want uh, to my listeners out there that actually know about his storyline. Are you guys upset about how they played his role? I'm not too sure. That was kind of one of my questions when I was watching this movie. Is like, why did they make him? 
Like I get it. Like he, they were creating him, and he's like a, a baby, a child kind of almost. A child. Yeah, exactly. So I get it in the movie, but like, how much did it upset our comic book fans? Is what I'm saying. So yeah, that that's yeah, one guess... thing that was playing in my head. I was like, I can see why where it may piss some people off on this. But again, I don't know the character that well based off the comics. So I want to ask my fans out there that do know about him, um, unless you know about him as well. I because I, I don't. Uh... I'm not a big Adam Warlock guy, so I don't know much. But what I will say is that I feel like it would be hard to say now only because they didn't. And this is my issue, actually, with how they depicted him, is that they knew he was overpowered. So they found ways to get him out of the story as much as possible. He was like almost like a throwaway joke. Yeah. uh, With his own character growth. But... It, at the end, it looks like they set him up to either be working towards gaining that knowledge and wisdom and being a more serious, well, not serious, serious character, but Powerful a more tolerable character. character as one of the probably more important guardians. Uh, I just don't know what we're going to see. from. I, I it, To me, it would depend highly on what they do next to them. But I do think in this film, they... They purposely kept him out of the storyline as much as possible because he probably would have solved a lot of problems quickly. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think that was probably like one of the problems from this movie, if I'm critiquing it, right? If, if we're going to critique part of this movie, because I know I said I loved it. That's one of my top five, but that is definitely one of my critiques about that movie, Adam Warlock's character, personally. Yeah, that I will say, though, they still make him likable and that you do want to see more of him by the end of the movie. Uh, so, yes, I agree. <laughs> kudos to them for still doing that with the little time that James Gunn put him in. Uh, how'd you like the music in the film, man? It's always it's always a thing for James Gunn. How'd you feel about the music from Guardians, dude? Pro- out of my out of the three movies, probably my favorite. Like, oh yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I feel yeah. like all the songs that they put in, yeah, yeah, dude. It just depicted it very well. Like, I don't know, every song that James Gunn's picked or whoever who was ever in charge of this. Did an amazing job. It was probably out of the three. This was probably my favorite. If I'm ranking it, it was probably the third film. Probably had the best. I love that the fact that they brought in the uh, the intro song of Guardians One back uh-huh. to the third one. That was really nice. Oh, was dude, nice. it was a nice callback. That's why I would have to put that at one, and then number one, and then the first Guardians was at number two, and then obviously Guardians Two at number three. If I'm putting it in order. Oh, dude, the music yeah. was awesome. I loved it. I thought I thought the Alice Cooper song was dope, and I had never heard it before, to be honest. Uh, Flaming Lips, Do You Realize? I love that song. So <laughs> when they played it, I was like, oh, man, this is, this is a hit right here. And then ending it with uh, Florence and the Machine, uh, the Dog Days, Dog Days Are Over, uh, that was yeah. fucking great. I thought they had some. I thought they had some really good music in the film, as usual. James Gunn always does. Uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step backward to the animals that are Rocket's friends. So, just to jump into the storyline just a bit, we'll catch you guys up quick. Rocket was part of an experiment. He actually became much more intelligent and a little more humanoid. Uh, it was the oh my gosh. The I'm villain. forgetting the the villain. What's the villain's name? Uh, the um, it's killing me. It's killing me. Wow. 
Um, give, give me a second. See, this is this is age showing, guys. Sorry, sorry. His name, I got you, is the High Evolutionary. Took me a second. The High Evolutionary. I got yeah, you. Dude. Had to look it up. Had to look it up. Hey, so, you, so it's the High Evolutionary. I got you. Bro. I already, I already That's said it, Jason. Sorry, said it. Damn it. <laughs> Uh, the high evolutionary who does a bunch of experiments. Great villain. Yeah, yeah, he did a pretty solid job. I hated him. I hated his ass. I hated him too. Yeah, yeah. So he's part of that experiment. There, obviously, we mentioned Batch eighty nine. Uh, one of the characters that you get very close to in these flashbacks is Lila the Otter, as we mentioned. And when Rocket finds out that they're all going to die anyway, now that he's perfected his experiment and he's going to make counter earth which is pretty much humanoid versions of animals living on a version of earth and it's the same shit they are literally just like human beings they act like us they do the same dumb shit that we do they end up in some kinds of inventions yeah like it's the same except they all look like a bunch of different kinds of animals and that turns out that's rocket who was able to help them do that and because of that, they're pretty much going to just kill everyone else in the batch and take his brain because he has the power of invention in his brain. Uh, Rocket figures this out, makes a key very quickly, gets out of the cage, brings a floor, which is the tarantula okay. rabbit, yep. the spider rabbit, uh, if you will. Her name and is then floor. he, yeah, yeah, he, he opens the cage for the otter, which is Lila, and the walrus, which is Teefs. And that's when the High Evolutionary shoots the otter Lila right in the heart. Like, wow. Great aim. I I was impressed, to be honest. And he shoots it right then and there. That part was so, so sad. I, I felt really bad for those animals. I was like, I was, oh uh, my God. Just uh, Bradley Cooper's emotion, right? Because he's the one that's voicing the character mm-hmm. Rocket. Mm-hmm. Bro, I was I was tearing up. I'm not going to lie. I was trying so hard not to cry. But there was this girl sitting next to me. Not, not my girlfriend. But she was laughing throughout the whole movie. She was sitting on the left-hand side of me. She was laughing and I like... Jokes that weren't even funny, but like she was like invested in the movie. Yeah. Um, but I could hear her just go, <laughs> you know, like sucking up the mucus because she's crying. And then I was like, stop, stop doing that because I'm gonna start crying. And that's exactly <laughs> what fucking happened, dude. I could hear her crying, and I'm just like, okay, it's okay to cry then. So I started like tearing up, my eyes are just like soaked up. Uh, and I'm trying not to to be so emotional, but I, I couldn't help it, dude. I was like, you know, fuck it, dude. I'm like you know, when it's hard to talk, and like that's what it felt like in that moment. Oh my god, it's one of the most gut wrenching scenes, personally, for me for the MCU movies. It was pretty tough. It's it it definitely tough up there like... for me for uh, the Spider Man when he loses on me. Oh, like, that's how that's how choked up I got. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just the movie sets the tone for that scene, and just to see how Rocket grew up, it was that man was a fucking monster, the high evolutionary. God, like he was, he was a fucking monster. Yeah, I felt like they made him look life. like more of a monster than Thanos. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 
Chukwudi Uji did a fucking amazing job. Like, I'm glad James Gunn brought him in. Uh, from Peacemaker. Ne- that's right. From Peacemaker. Uh, God, I'm jealous that we're going to get to see all these actors that just jumped ship with James Gunn on DC. I hope they do some good stuff. I really do. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for that. I wanted to play into that emotional beat. And then I wanted to give a shout out to the scene that I would say is, should probably go in the pantheon of great fight scenes from Marvel is that corridor scene in the high evolutionary ship. When all of the guardians just go ape shit on the hell spawn or demon spawn oh, or the hell spawn like, or demon like, spawn and yeah, some like of the henchmen type of fight scene or what the like it's like a hallway fight scene yes yes where they yes. like fucking crack nebula's head off but like she's a she's obviously a robot so it just attaches back like some of the cgi on these were was just like whoa yeah okay. they Speaking of, Marvel stepped it up on the CGI for this movie. Like I they, agree. they definitely made it look good, and I'm glad they did because I'm sure they've been hearing what people have been saying. But to set up that scene, it was so great. That's that's how you see James Gunn's style when he knows when a director should make his characters look like badasses. It's still an action movie, you know. They yep. do the whole that whole walking scene with all of them just getting ready, music in the background, stuff exploding behind them, walking up to the corridor. And then Drax just rips it open and they go at them. And it just goes from character to character as they're moving forward in the corridor, doing badass, uh, doing badass choreography, obviously, and ending in some dope poses. Uh, great scene to watch. Great scene to watch. Yeah, I love it, dude. Like, yeah, dude, rock. It, like, you just see, like, the, uh, the highlights of what their special power is, like, or they're, like, what they're good at like they yeah. just highlight everything about that which is fucking awesome ah so iconic dude i loved it loved everything. and i'll say i'll say another thing about this movie i don't know if you uh, agree but it felt like it had i mean obviously it wasn't going to be as bloody and there were some things you just weren't going to see but i felt like they gave it a little grit they gave it a little bit of bite you know what i mean they showed more uh violence from an action movie than most Marvel movies in the sense of like how gruesome the violence may look. Would you, would you agree? I would agree. I mean, they even actually set the F bomb in this movie. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris Pratt, star Lord, open the fucking door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I mean, James Gunn even told us is like, you know what? It's a PG 13 movie. I'm allowed to throw in one fuck in there. So I'm going to do it. It's my last fucking movie, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> loved it. I, I loved and it, man. the perfect moment for it, too, where they're trying to figure out, because obviously Peter Quill's not from Earth, although he was born in Earth, not from Earth, so he doesn't know how to work an actual car. <laughs> yeah. And he's trying to explain to someone how to open a fucking car door. <laughs> to Nebula. And Nebula can't fucking Nebula. figure like, it out. I don't know how to open it. He's like, push, push, push the button. He's like, what? I'm pushing it. He's like, that's the keyhole. I need you to push push the button he's like i'm I'm, fuck, I'm trying open the fucking door oh that shit that scene <laughs> itself perfect perfect it d- had nothing to do with the storyline but it was perfect dude this is this those little moments in movies that just make can make a movie oh absolutely yeah uh that movie just had it had a lot of heart man it really did i highly recommend if you're a marvel fan it's a must-see 
if you're half and half on superhero movies, I would say this is one of the. I I, I mean, it go. It's out there. It's sci-fi. But it is one of the better ones to watch. Yes. So I'll, I'll say this: if if we're going to rankings here after this, because I don't think mm-hmm. I have anything else to add on. No, that's um, it. Okay. Recently biased, I'm putting it in my top five Marvel movies. Um, I'm gonna tell you right now, Endgame's not in my top five, guys. I think that's an overrated movie. I said it. I think it's just it just pays homage to all the old movies, and that's why people like it so much. Um, but honestly, like if you really look at Endgame and go back, it kind of drags a lot until at least the third act. So that's why I don't like well, Endgame. Infinity that much. Wars probably one of their best. I would say it's yeah, than I agree. I agree. Infinity War is probably one of the best movies. Um, so that's why I would say this movie is better than Endgame. So if you guys like Endgame, watch this. And if you guys think I'm crazy, so be it. Whatever. <laughs> Endgame's overrated. I'm say that now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you chose to pick on Endgame. <laughs> Cause, bro, I don't like Endgame. I don't like it. Oh, you don't I, like it? Like you just don't like the no, movie? No, I I like the movie, but I won't watch it again. Like, hey, well, let's watch Endgame. I'm like, mm, nah. I'll I wouldn't pass. watch it all the way through, but I've watched parts of that movie multiple times. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I'll watch it for like certain points of the movie, but like, I I I won't watch it. Like, I was like, I'll put on Guardians of the Galaxy 1, you know, or other movies. Like, oh, yeah, hey, let's watch this uh, again. Great. But, like, great we're like hey, you want to watch that game? I'll pass. I'll pass. Uh, Ragnarok. I mean, oh, I'll watch Ragnarok all day. Shit. Any time. Any time. And this movie is going to be one of those. Like, oh, yeah, let's, let, let's watch it again. I'm down. Well, then give me the rating, man. Come on. You're, you're stalling uh, now. Uh, Eight point seven. Eight point seven. Eight point nine. Dang, it's yes. almost a nine. Love this movie, it's almost yeah. a nine. Almost okay. A nine. What about okay. you? Uh, gosh, I'm between eight point three and eight point four. Uh, I'll be generous. I'm gonna give it an eight point four. I'm gonna give it an eight point four. Recency bias. It could change, guys. It could drop down. Yeah. I'm just saying. It yeah. could go down to. I, I feel like it won't ever go down from an eight for me. I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. So, yeah, I no, no, I'm going to give it an 8.3. It's an 8.3. <laughs> but it, it, I'm pretty sure it won't go down from an 8 for me. Anyway, great movie to watch. Great goodbye. I think that's part of why I really enjoyed the movie. You see James Gunn and his characters and his world kind of just go off in a bunch of different directions, giving Marvel opportunities to work with those actors and characters again, if they so choose. Because Drax and Gamora did not die. So those two actors, they could either get replaced or they could get a bigger paycheck, which oh, and, is um, what a lot of people do. <laughs> we, we forgot to talk about the uh, end credits as well. The end credits. Uh, so, go ahead, Jason. Yeah, it was said that Chris Pratt was saying that obviously his contract was expiring and that he probably wasn't going to renew but the end credits, not the first one, but the second one, um, at the end says that Star Lord's story is to be continued. Yeah, the legendary so ob- Star Lord will return. Will return. So obviously, MCU or Disney was like, "Hey, Chris Pratt, 
you are an A-list star right now and you are hot right now, we're going to give you this much money to return as Peter Quill. And he was like, yeah, all right, we're going to sign. And where is he going to return? We don't know. Is there going to be another Guardians of the Galaxy? I don't know. Is there going to be something else? Who knows? We'll see. Did I, but he's gonna yeah, return. that's what I wonder. I wonder if we're going to see Mantis again. I do wonder, like, does that mean we're not going to see a Guardians movie? Will it be a Guardians show? Uh, lots of questions on where these characters go from here because we know that this story, this version of the characters has now changed. Yeah. It will James change. James Gunn's version, which was awesome yeah. version. So keep in mind, guys, that it's not going to be James Gunn that's going to be leading this because he obviously went to the DC universe because he's the Kevin Feige of that now, uh, yeah. which good for him. Good for him because obviously what he's done, what he's been able to do, amazing so we're happy for him but can it affect the guardians since he's no longer there yes so oh, just, keep, time, just keep in yeah. mind yeah all right we're gonna jump into our feature presentation 90s cartoons best 90s cartoons obviously we're gonna give you the ones we think are the best because jason we're right you know what i mean uh last i checked yeah. in this day and age opinions are now fact so we are correct in <laughs> I <love> our... That. <laughs> I'm right, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm big, you're small, and there's nothing you can do you about can it. Do Shout about out Matilda, though. Shout out Matilda. Uh, back in the... You're, we're going back to the 90s in the days when uh, TLC was telling us not to chase waterfalls. Uh, Will Smith was talking about Big Willie style and getting jiggy with it. Telling us... Uh, TLC also telling us we don't want no scrubs. You know what I mean? That's right. People were getting saved by the bell and hanging out with Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. The good old 90s, my friend. Our childhood. I know some, I know some of our listeners. With, uh, different colors. That's yeah. right. And it was in a cool squeeze out that didn't yeah. look the same. Happy so many toys things. were really cool, you know? They were actually very dope. We could, uh, we could go outside, hang out with the go visit our neighbor's friend you know our neighbor friends and as long as we were home before the street lights came on it was okay yeah the power rangers were a big deal and uh, brad pitt's career started taking a huge a huge turn anyway let's move on into what we're actually talking about 90s cartoons guys the 90s were a time for great cartoons i'm gonna hit off with my number 10 get straight into it so my top 10 starts. <laughs> I, okay. I don't mean to laugh, guys. I just know this is on Jason's list. Okay. Be, be, before, before you start off, Luigi, we're, yeah. so we're ranking our personal top 10s. We're going to say personal from 10 to 10s. 1 what our personal favorites were. And Don't they... worry. We'll have plenty of honorable mentions for you guys. We know uh, you grew up with a bunch of these, and some of them went into the 2000s and were still popular during that time too so we get it yeah so starting off top 10 even though it's probably the wrong 10 but go go ahead go ahead go ahead uh batman beyond <laughs> batman beyond is oh. number 10 yeah yeah that is my number 10 pick that is for... my number eight number okay we were yeah. closer on that one yeah yeah, yeah. uh terry mcginnis taken over as batman in the future, when we have futuristic weaponry, we still have Kevin Conroy playing an old Bruce Wayne. This is a spin-off from 
not just Batman the Animated Series, but uh, I think there was another one after that called like Adventures of Batman or something like that, where it had the uh, Bat Family Batman, as well. The Bat Family, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, now, Batman Beyond had a climax in the storyline, if you will, a crescendo in which the Batman Beyond movie came out. The Joker returns in a crazy way with futuristic technology, and it actually connects to the Death in the Family storyline. Jason Todd. Oh, Jason dude. Todd. Great, great story. I thought the writers on this really understood Batman and understood what that story would mean. No, I, there's so much to say there, but Batman Beyond, definitely a great, a great cartoon from the 90s. Uh, dude, I'm glad you mentioned that, dude. Um, it was available, I think, on Warner Bros. Cartoons. So it was available on Saturdays, uh, if you guys mm-hmm. were watching. Yes. Oh, man. It also to... later moved to Cartoon Network for a little while. It uh, did. As well. It did. Um, fun. I think the future at that time was 2020-ish or 20. Either way, technically, Batman Beyond actually takes place now, <laughs> which is crazy. We don't yeah, have flying cars. Te- we yeah. got all the flying cars, bro. <laughs> yeah. Just, it, it's just so crazy to believe. Like, it's just so crazy. Like, they think that we were, I don't know, it's very interesting to see, like, how people thought the future was going to be 20 years from now. Obviously, it's not like that, but there's still a lot of crazy stuff that actually did happen, like being able to talk to your watch, right? That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, That's true. So, Oh, it's crazy. I love Batman Beyond. Terry McGinnis, like you said, one of the best uh voiced by the character that played um uh Boy Meets World. Uh he played the older brother. He that's the person that voiced the character. So Oh, no kidding. You know, mm-hmm. I never saw Boy Meets World. I know, I know. Uh, I know, Star- I know. Disney Channel, <laughs> you didn't have it. I get it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, my motto school. It's okay. <laughs> uh, God, uh, I'm never gonna hear the end of this. All right. No, no, I didn't say it. You did. I didn't. <laughs> uh, so my number ten, right? Uh huh. So my number ten was none other than a Cartoon Network show. Um, three buddies hanging around a cul-de-sac, trying to <laughs> trying to um scheme around the 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 cul-de-sac to other kids and sell them like a bunch of they're just entrepreneurs early entrepreneurs little scammers go ahead bro you say it, you say it because i know you know what i'm talking about already <laughs> yeah oh man dude, yeah. i love that and eddie dude um i don't know double right? d yeah, yeah, I remember. That was a good show. Good pick, man. Cartoon yeah, Network's you, heyday. Yeah, you kind of like hate these characters, but not really. Like you're like it, it's it's like one of the first cartoons where you're like, man, these guys are dumb. Like, but at the same time, like I you hate the leader, which is Ed. No, oh, he's an idiot. You, the, no, you, Eddie is the leader. Uh, oh yeah, Eddie's the leader. Uh, Ed is the, the the dummy, and then Double D is the the, the genius. Uh-huh. But how they become friends is crazy because like it kind of reminds me of like uh, I'm not gonna say who's who, but like uh, my my group of friends growing up, mm-hmm. you know, like there's just like, but like for some reason like they they match and they be they they're good friends. So I I think that's why I love this show so much because it just like reminds me of like 
my friends, like some of us, some of us are like the leaders. Some of us are kind of just following along. Some of them are the smart ones, but like we just follow along with the the guy who's who's the most hungry. And then we got our dummy friends, but we still love them and we still care. And but they, are, <laughs> they actually might be the best person out of all of us, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> so it just, it kind of, you kind of relate to it. Um, and yeah, it's just, uh, the, there's kids kind of like Rugrats. Oh, not Rugrats, but like you, there's no parents around. It's kind of like Charlie Brown. Like there's no parents around and they're just kids just doing them themselves. Um, made Jawbreakers really popular. So that was pretty cool. Um, that's right. They always they were always looking for jawbreakers. <laughs> yeah, and that that's available on HBO Max, guys. Um, yes. And uh, all the Cartoon Network shows, HBO Max, guys, turning yeah. into Max in a few weeks. Turning into Max in a few weeks, and Batman Beyond as well available on Max. Or HBO that is Max. correct. However you want uh, to say. It. All right, Jason. I'm gonna tell you my number nine. Give it to me. I don't know if you have this on there. And mind you, this show did start, I have two that started in the late 80s, but ran through the 90s, like a good portion of the 90s. All right, give it to so me. So I'm counting them. My number nine is Dragon Ball Z. Oh. Yeah. That's fine. That's okay. That's okay. I'll give, I'll give you that one. What, I love what Dragon Ball Z. What no. number was it for you? It's not. Oh, just because it came out in 89? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it ran all the way to like 98 or 97. So it, it covered most of the 90s. You know? well, 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 for me, it's considered 80s because... It started I in start- the 80s? No. Well, yeah, yes and no, but um, I started watching Dragon Ball, like the first Dragon Ball in uh, Spanish. In Spanish. Uh, and it came same, out in Spanish same. before it got... Yeah, okay, okay, great. Yeah, so that's why I considered it 80s personally, but... Well, those are two separate shows, though. Two separate Dragon Ball shows. Z was it's still eighties for me. Oh, yeah, I know you're right. Yeah, yeah. I count it. I'll count it. I'll count it. All right, all right. All I'm right. a little upset that I didn't put it on there. That I love it. Uh, Dragon Ball Z was dope. Yeah. Anime, uh, Super Saiyan, Vegeta, Frieza, Frieza, yeah. the Cell Saga. My personal favorite saga is the Cell Saga. It is the best Dude. storytelling they did on the show. I agree. Okay, so to all the Dragon Ball fans out there, they said the Frieza saga is the best one, which honestly, they're probably not wrong. But my personal favorite was definitely the Cell Saga with the droids, the androids, and the the, the tournament to save the world. Are you yeah, kidding me? The dystopian future. Goku is a badass. Yeah, Goku, Goku not being, being the, the savior. I know Go- Goku being like. The sa- the one that sacrifices himself, like that sacrifice. That's a himself. heavy tone for the story. I yes. I loved it, man. I loved yeah. it. Uh, obviously, I mean, Frieza Saga does show us the first moment where there's a Super Saiyan. The first Super Saiyan, yes, exactly. That's still technically Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, yeah. So, so all of that is uh, those of you who are Dragon Ball fans, you know what we're talking about. It was a huge, huge impact on the culture here in the United States, obviously in Japan as well. It became a worldwide phenomenon. Like, I know in Mexico, it's still fucking huge. In Puerto Rico, it was huge. So it, it wasn't just it wasn't just in Japan, and it wasn't just a small group of people in the U.S. Like, everybody knows about Dragon Ball Z. Uh, yeah. So I had to put it at my number nine, because I obsessively watched that show as a kid. Dude, I, I did too, and I'm still watching Dragon Ball Super, all this stuff. Dragon Ball GT, I loved all that stuff. Mm. My my favorite 
Dragon Ball is definitely just Dragon Ball when Goku was a kid. But that's the version. reason why, yeah, the reason why I love Dragon Ball Z so much is because you get to see obviously the Super Saiyan, you see Goku, but what made it even better, and which we just talked about, was the Cell Saga, which we finally see Goku lose. He sacrifices himself because he knows his son is the next of kin and he trusts he believes in his son and he's like i know you got this and then we see fucking gohan just fucking go out and which kind of pisses me off now that the the story has played because majin buu and even into a lot of super they just made Gohan look like a punk bitch. And it pisses yeah, me off because the Cell Saga set him up to be a way more important character. Exactly. And I think that's where the writers got it wrong. And that's why Dragon Ball Z kind of pisses me off. And that's why I say Dragon Ball is still the best the best out of the, the sagas, right? You got Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball GT, Dragon Ball Super. That's why I still think Dragon Ball is the best because I, I don't think there's any any flaw in that one minus some of the uh japanese stuff with the you know there's some there's some uh questionable things the pervy stuff the pervy stuff yes although it is funny but like obviously it doesn't age well (laughs) it's and it's still in all of the shows like you still see it in every one yeah it's just not as blatantly obvious as in the first one Um, i mean that's your that's your japanese shows because they do do that Uh, my hero academia (laughs) is a fairly new show and they're still a little bit pervy (laughs) all right what's Uh, your uh what's your number nine jason so we're keeping it japanese bro um another anime it's called uh i don't know if you know this one but this one's called yu yu hakusho i never saw it oh dude so it's about this this guy that um he he loves getting into fights he hates schools he's a teenager uh, he's always fighting people just because, like, that's the thing to do. And and he's a bad kid. He's a bad kid in the very first episode. And he's walking down the street, and he sees a little girl. Um, her ball goes into the street, and she runs out to go get it. And a car is coming, and he's like, oh, shit. So he pushes her out of the way, saves her life, and he gets hit by that car, and he dies. Oh, he automatically goes into the afterlife and they're going to send him to hell because he's a piece of shit. But because he did that, they're like, you know what? We're going to give you a second chance because you saved this innocent person's life. I was like, but you know what? We actually, since you're a piece of shit, we're just not going to give you a second chance. We're going to, there's demons that are crossing over into this world that we need you to fight. Are you down to do that? Because you like to fight. We're going to give you these powers. Are you down? And he's like, yeah, fuck it. Let's go. If, if that gives me a chicken sand chance of life, I'm gonna do it. And it goes from there. And it be, it turns out that he's like one of the best fighters like ever. And that's probably the best way I can explain it without going after every storyline into each season. But honestly, bro, it's probably it probably com- it it combats uh, Dragon Ball and this show to me for my personal favorite anime show ever. No kidding. I think you would like it, dude. I think you would like it. It, it gets very spiritual. It goes into uh, like demons and stuff coming into the the world that he has to stop because he's pretty much like a detective, like police character that has to take the demons back into that that world. And then you, it turns out that these demons are actually aren't really that bad. They are just trying to come like come into the world and be one with uh, human beings. Like it, it, it's so crazy. Um, 
but again they also have like a tournament like fight uh style like uh dragon ball um so it's it's really good. Like if you like, if you love Dragon Ball, you guys would love Yu Yu Hakusho. So Yu Yu Hakusho, my number nine. Okay, okay, Yu Yu Hakusho. Uh, I actually don't know if you know my number eight, and I don't mean that as an insult. I just don't know how popular this show was. But I remember even as a kid thinking like this is some of the coolest animation. It's got some interesting grit, but it's still very much a kids show. And the story just had me every single episode. Did you ever hmm. see a show called SWAT Cats? SWAT Cats. Yes. And is, is it the ones with the, the robotic arms and stuff like that or no? No, they both had like these black jackets and they wore blue jeans. Very 90s. Uh, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Dude, you got to explain this to me. No. So that's your number eight. That's my number eight. That is how okay. much I enjoyed watching this show. So they're cats, right? They're cats. They're both like badass cats. One is here. I'm going to tell you what the what the uh, description is on Google. Set in a world of anthropomorphic felines, right? So cats. This series follows the high flying adventures of Chance T Bone Furlong and Jake Razor Clawson. These are the two SWAT cats. They're pretty much like cops, members of Mega Cat City's elite law enforcement agency. The pilots, so they fly, they fly like Dude. jets, become grounded. Yeah. Dude, I just Googled them. Yes. Uh-huh. I remember watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. It's not even in my honorable mentions. I'm disappointed in myself. Oh, yes, yeah, dude, they I, were I, so I, cool. Yeah. Yeah, they were so cool, right? Keep going, keep they going, keep going. Explain it. Cool. Yeah. Um, let me see. Okay, so they were, they, the pilots become grounded after their pursuit of arch villain dark cat sets them at odds with the headstrong commander feral uh, reassigned to duties at a military salvage yard chance and jake create their own high-tech jet from discarded parts and dedicate themselves to protecting the city in their secret identities as the swat cats armed to the teeth and ready to roll these masked vigilantes continue their quest to bring down dark cat and other threats to the city including recurring baddies the past master dr viper and hard drive uh now it is currently on tbs apparently i don't know where else you can watch it except buying it it was such i i i was upset with myself when i didn't catch these episodes and i would know that i didn't catch it because there was a show called two stupid dogs that came on two right after dogs. it. I love two yeah. stupid dogs. Dude. I did like two stupid dogs, but when I saw it, I was always pissed because I knew I missed SWAT cats. I was uh, like, no, fuck. And then I would watch two stupid dogs, but I was still pissed. <laughs> two stupid so, dogs. So yeah, that's two my number dogs. eight, SWAT cats. I'm glad you that's, remember it. Oh, dude. I, I did love that one. But honestly, I think I like two stupid dogs more. Like I would like, all right, SWAT cats is finishing. Now I get to watch two stupid dogs. Um, but I did love that show. That's that's a great pick, man. Uh, for me personally, uh, number eight was one that you already mentioned, Batman Beyond. So we already talked about that. Beyond, that's right. So I guess we'll switch to you and you can say your number seven. My number seven, dude. Uh, we are riders on a mission. Action. My condition. Rocket power. Rocket power, dude. On Nickelodeon. You're a, you were a Nickelodeon kid. No, no, no. So, so right, yeah, yeah, bro. No, yeah, none, none of the ones that I talked about are rocket. Uh, oh, that's true. 
Rocket Power, dude. You got Otto, Maurice, Regina, Tito. I definitely did watch that show, but yeah. I kind of figured you'd have it on there, and it wasn't one of my favorites. So Really? I'm, I'm uh, glad that you mentioned it because a lot of people really like that show. I loved Rocket Power. Available on Nickelodeon, so you guys can watch that on. You actually can't watch that on any streaming services because I bought that. It's not on Paramount Plus? It. It's, it's not on anything, dude. Uh, you have to buy that it. That is and I, so weird. I have Sorry, that on ahead. my uh, Xbox account. So if you guys want to watch that, the only person that can watch that that has access to my Xbox account is Luigi. Jason, um, it is on Paramount Plus. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paramount. Watch it tonight. So Viacom and CBS own Paramount, and Viacom owns Nickelodeon. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 under there. I'm looking now, and okay. it should be on Paramount Plus. You get a bunch of those shows too, which uh, we'll talk about as we go through. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's just about um, some kids that grew up on, I'm guessing the L.A. beach area, right? Mm-hmm. And they're just good at all sports, uh, whether it be skateboarding, surfing, hockey, whatever it is. That's what they did, and that's all that the, the shows were about. They're doing a different sport. And they're just trying to live life. And um, their dad is a pothead dad. <laughs> you clearly, like, it, they don't <laughs> mention it, but he was definitely, uh, Raymundo was definitely a pothead. Um, and, uh, yeah, just it, it just feels like kids growing up in on <clears throat> near the beach side and just having fun and, <clears throat> you know, living life, dude. Uh, joining in sports, where it be motocross, whatever it may be fucking loved it dude i fucking tuned in every time i i would race home because it would come it would come right after school i would race home just so i could watch this and uh, other shows that came on afterwards i fucking loved it okay okay i like that i like that i'm actually going to change something real quick but my number might actually you have anything else to add before that's it rocket power available available on paramount plus i guess so go watch yeah it. yeah so my number seven they're tiny they're toony they're toony and they're all a little loony and in this cartoony they're invading your tv uh the tiny we're toony oh my god dude that's oh dude i didn't even think about them dude damn Damn. <laughs> I feel like you're disappointed right now. <laughs> yes, because I own my top uh no, you know what? They they probably would have just missed my top ten. I'm happy with my pick still. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> so the tiny tunes, it's pretty much like a little a miniature version, if you will, of the Looney Tunes as a sketch comedy show usually. And sometimes they'd have like a long form story that was playing throughout, but they always had uh, cartoon shorts. And then they'd have some episodes where the entire show was spoofs of songs with them doing the music videos. Oh, and it was so always, it was always good. And it's funny because I'd get so upset at first when I'd see those because I wanted the comedy so bad. But as I got older, I was like, no, those are cool episodes. The music Almira? episodes. Wasn't are she the, terrible? Almira. Almira. And the only reason I'm not putting Pinky and the Brain on my list is because they were on Tiny Toons. So I kept them off of my list. Weren't they? They Oh, they were on Animaniacs. Yes, yes, sir. I took them off my list because I was that certain. Well, 
We'll talk about uh, Pinky and the Brain later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, the point here is, uh, it was a Spielberg run storyline as well, if I'm not mistaken. And they it did was. some really good uh, Looney Tunes shorts. The Looney Tunes were actually all their teachers at the school, Acme Acres. Uh, I, I just really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great uh, addition Very to the creative. Looney Tunes world. Yeah. Yes. Very cool for uh, a lot of animators and uh short storytellers in that in that type of style yeah guys so uh buster was the version of bugs bunny that's right Um, that's right there's there's a bunch of other characters which i can't name i'm sorry but that's the only one that i that comes off the top of my head but yeah just picture the looney tunes but just like little kids versions trying to be the looney tunes was (laughs) the gist of it He's like, I'm trying to be Bugs Bunny. I'm trying to be Daffy Duck because they're, they're the greats. They're the actors, right? Because they, they made it look like that was like the act. They're in a school learning how to do comedy, which is awesome. And they have their own little shorts, like Luigi was saying. Like, ah, perfect. Oh, so creative, dude. Bring back yeah. those writers, bro. Bring that. <laughs> Tiny Tunes. And, you know. I know it's a different show, and I'm sorry that I'm bringing it up now. But we're tiny, we're tuny, yeah, I mean, we're those, a little loony. Yeah. yeah, those both were really solid, uh, solid shows that were very similar in a lot of senses. But yeah, Tiny Toons was it was my jam back as a kid. Uh, what's your number six? What's your number six, Jason? Is it six or seven? Oh yeah, six. Oh, so um, number six. Actually, I'm gonna say it now, guys. I haven't done it in a karaoke because every time i'm singing karaoke i'm with older people so i haven't been able to embrace this song when it comes out but if i'm with millennials and we're doing a karaoke night this is the first song i'm doing i wanna be the very best but no one ever was bam 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 to catch them is my real test to train them is my cause i've traveled across the land searching far and wide bam, bam, it's, bam. it's pokemon to understand the power that's inside you know you gotta catch them all dude Pokemon. I, I had to gas you up on that. Uh, I, Thanks, I, dude. Thanks. Still one of the best. Uh, one of the best intros, I think. Like it just, <sighs> dude. Every kid remembers that <laughs> intro. It's wild. How could you not? That dude? one. How Mighty could Morphin you not? Power Rangers had a really memorable intro. Uh, there's another one that I want to there, there's a couple of say. Yeah. Yeah. You better not. <laughs> uh, yes, Pokemon <laughs> is my number six. Great pick, uh, great pick. Another anime that just shook the Western Hemisphere when the Pokemon cards came out. And they're still shaking it to this day. They're worth so much millions of dollars. I don't got to talk about Pikachu. I don't got to talk about Ash Ketchum. I don't have to talk about it because you guys already know about Pokemon. Um, so, yeah. Number six for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a fucking world phenomenon i i i I don't know how to say it better than that um it i became extremely obsessed for a while with pokemon and then you know it hit it's down it's down slope for a little while 
You kind of wish you kept your cards, though, right? Oh, absolutely wish I kept my cards. (laughs) I was an idiot. I was a fucking idiot. Me too. Uh, Now, that being said, that movie, (laughs) like, must have gotten so much money off that initial hype. The characters are so interesting. The idea itself is fantastic. I, I can't hate, man. I can't hate. So let me go on to my number six. And I mentioned it before because I'm actually going to take one out that I had because it came out in 87. Yes, it played through the 90s. And I'm going to mention it as an honorable mention. But just because it had three years in the 80s, I'm not going to mention that one. And I'll talk about that later. But uh, I'm going to put Pinky in the Brain as my number six. Uh, What are we going to do tomorrow night, Brain? Same thing as we do every night. Take over the world. world. (laughs) Now, one is a genius. Even the song is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, Uh, It was just a really fun show to watch. So there's a theory that's going on right now that uh, Pinky is actually the brain. And he's actually uh, sabotaging the brain's um, quest because he doesn't want him to take over the world. And he's actually the genius one. That's a theory that's going out right now. I like it. I like it. I wonder what the writers think of it. Yeah. Um, I was a big fan as a kid. There's not much to say from there. They always had these hijinks. They were trying to take over the world. If something always went wrong. Uh, as you mentioned, Pinky was oftentimes part of what went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he sabotaged <laughs> it. Yeah. It was a fun comedy watching these two characters work together. Pinky and the Brain, two lab mice that uh, gained a large amount of intelligence. Good stuff came out of Animaniacs. That's the one that it came out of. I I apologize, guys. Animaniacs, a very solid one, but I think Pinky and the Brain was overall better on its own. So that's why I put it in. I think people tuned in to Animaniacs just to see Pinky and the Brain. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. So that's my number six. What's your number five? Uh, Speaking of geniuses, uh, for my number five, uh, another Cartoon Network show. It's going to be Dexter's Laboratory. In Dexter's Laboratory. Yes. (sighs) Um, Bro, I love Dexter's Lab. Um, his sister, just a whole menace. Dee Dee. Yes. <laughs> Very similar dynamic. Very similar dynamic. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. She was a ditz. Yeah, exactly. It's very similar to Pink in the Brain, but it's just... She would fuck uh, with his stuff, but on purpose most of the exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah, he had a laboratory underneath his... In his closet that led into a <laughs> laboratory to hide from his parents. But it had... Um, Really good com- comedic sequences. Some action sequences was pretty cool. That actually, uh, his show, that show paid a lot of homage to a lot of the car- uh, cartoons or shows that we love to this day. It, it did a lot of pop culture references. Like, for example, they did a lot of po- they did a pop culture reference to uh, the Power Rangers mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, dude, I, I just love Dexter's Lab. That was actually going to be one of my number ones. But then I started thinking about the 90s shows and I was like, oh shit. And it just gradually dropped down to number five for me. I so had Dexter's... trouble. I had trouble with Dexter's Lab. I really did. That one, really? there were a few shows that are not on my list that I was like, I don't know how they didn't make it. But then I look at my list, I'm like, no, no, I wouldn't change it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Dexter's Lab, you were like, 
should it be my top 10? Should it not? Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So number five for me was Dexter's lab. So my number five <clears throat> came out, if I'm not mistaken in 89. So this is another born in the eighties, but ran through the nineties for a pretty long period of time. This is, and you can correct me if I am wrong. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, my friend. Oh, that's another one I didn't pick because it was 80s, but it did run in the 90s. You're, you are right. Yeah, it ran. And here's my thing. So actually, it came out in 87. Yes. But it ran for seven seasons. So yeah. four of the seasons were in the 90s. A majority of the show ran in the 90s. Yeah. So I give myself a pass. I give myself a pass. Ah, I fucking love the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Again, one of the best theme songs that came out from that time period. Teenage How does it go? Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, and then Turtles in a Half Shell. We played the video game not too long ago. That's right. Yeah. The video game looks to be straight inspired by the show, and it was a great arcade game. I still wish I owned it to this day, <laughs> like the actual arcade game. Although I'm happy to have it. On we Xbox, we played obviously. the arcade. I mean, we we played yeah. it. We no, I, you know what I mean though. Okay. Like the arcade. Yeah, yeah. Machine. I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, the the uh, the those games were meant to eat quarters. So. Yes, exactly. And it was it was a blast. My favorite to this day is Leonardo, the leader, the two uh, really? the two swords. Oh, yeah, I love no. Leonardo. Man. Love Leonardo. Anybody man. but Leonardo, dude. Are you serious? Oh my god. Oh, dude. Who's your favorite? Raphael. Of course it is. You like the douchebag. You know, it's fine. No, no, it's no, fine. no, no, no. <laughs> Raphael he's mis- is rude, mi- but cool. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Michelangelo dude. is a party dude. Dude. Yeah, uh, yeah well, Ronan. The last mm. Ronan. Um, anyways, um, no, the reason why I liked uh, Raphael is because red was my favorite color. That's fair. So. Red for a long time was my favorite. I just liked Leonardo as a character better, and I liked his weapons. I, I liked the leader. Um, thought he was dope. Cool. But yeah, my number I five. That. Teenage Mutant Ninja <laughs> Turtles. <laughs> All right, what's your number four, Jason? My number four may be your number one. Mm, it- doubt it. Okay. All right. So my number four is Spider-Man, the animated series. That's my number three. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Probably the best of Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to do that, but I, you did it way better than I could have. So I appreciate, I appreciate you doing that. Um, yeah, yeah. Embarrassing myself in front of our tens and tens of listeners. Shout yeah, out Room 303. Spider-Man, the animated series <laughs> in the 90s. I think it released in 94, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. But um, I think it depicted the... Um, the, the the comic book series very well um although the character didn't look like he was from high school it looked like he was they i think they uh followed him from college um yes oh, it was, dude, it was amazing college years. it was yeah. great and you know what's funny it was really a testament to the writing because the animation like if you look back at it the animation's not very good and uh marvel wouldn't allow the animators to let spider-man throw punches so if you go back and watch it, it's all just him like grappling people randomly. Oh, and like kicks and stuff. 
Yeah, like uh, swing kicks and stuff. And I'm like, wow. But the storylines were actually really solid. They did a really good job of introducing characters. And yes. they, give P- they gave Peter a really good story arc. And I think they did one of the best renditions of the symbiote saga like that we've seen oh, outside Carnage. of the comics. Yep. I thought Venom and Carnage both did a really good job uh, on that show. Every, every kid who grew up in the 90s at least remembers that show. They at least remember the Spider-Man show. So it's a, it's a big deal. I don't know. You know it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> yeah, they did the Secret Wars on there. You know, and we're leading into it. Just saying, just saying. They they did that. They also did the 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 Spider-verse. multiverse as well. The Spider Verse. They yeah, did that yeah. as well. Um, so we we when you know obviously obviously we're millennial kids. So us seeing uh, us seeing the uh, the multi Spider Verse coming to live and like all these other stuff. We're like fucking geeking out to that. Um, so yeah, that I have to pay homage to that, and that's why that's number four for me, and that's number three for you. That's number three for me. You're gonna think that my number four is blasphemy because it should be number one. Okay, so, so what is so what you is thought Spider Man was my number one? It's my number three, obviously. Okay. Big fan. I think your number one is Batman the Animated Series, and that's my number four. <laughs> <laughs> uh that is my number one yeah absolutely i knew it would be yeah. uh, it's at my number four and argue, obviously spider-man is ahead of it only because of nostalgia for me these are personal lists i know batman is a better show but i genuinely think that my numbers two and one uh hold hold a good competition towards batman now that being said this version of Batman is still the version of Batman I compare to any other Batman, including the movies. Kevin Conroy. Kevin Conroy. Mark, it just Mark the Hammond. writing for it, the the style, the tone of the show, the way Batman should be. I think of Batman the animated series. Yo, honestly, as kids, we had no business liking this show. Because if you really <laughs> think about it, like if you watch it again, if you Guys, if you guys watch this show again, and I've been watching it again because I use it to help me fall asleep. Because mm-hmm. for me to fall asleep, get I, I know I've said it probably a million times in this podcast. I like watching nostalgic stuff. Um, so when I watch Batman the animated series again, mm-hmm. it's a lot of true detective stuff. Like, oh, it is. It is. He's actually solving. Detective. Yeah, and the, the, although there is action, but like most of the stuff within episodes. It's him figuring out like what's going on. Like he's adding pieces to this. And I think that's what makes this show so great, along with the voice acting. The probably some of the RIP Kevin Conroy. He is my Batman forever. He will forever. always be my Batman forever. The same as Mark Hamill. Once he passes away, Joker. oh my God, I, yeah. I, I'm not ready for Mark Hamill to die ever because he's that's also Luke, Luke Skywalker. Skywalker. Yeah. And yeah, dude, I'm I'm gonna do not come to me when he passes my, away. Also, arguably, down. either my second favorite Joker. No, for sure my second favorite Joker. Like, never going to be lower than second. Because he, again, he is the version of Joker I compare everything to. Unless I'm comparing it to Heath Ledger's version, which yes, is my number I one. I agree. Yeah. Live action. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Mark Hamill just perfect. Everyone, like, respects him to this day. Even Heath Ledger says, like, I didn't want to be like him because you can't compare yourself to so i had to make my own character obviously we're in a live action so we got to depict it this way but oh my god if you guys watch the 
Batman animated series. It holds up. On it, I honestly, it, it does hold out. But like, if I if I probably wouldn't show your kids this. Gata likes it. She likes it. She uh, likes it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. She likes yeah. it. Yeah, they can they can handle it. And she watched it since she was five or six. So, yeah, she, <laughs> it still holds up. She it yeah. still holds up. That probably has to be daddy. You know what I mean? <laughs> so. Maybe it could be. But she would. She likes Batman. Seeing Batman gets kids drawn in in the first place. And you know, to add into how great this show is, I know it's my number four, but it could have been number one. From four to one. It's interchangeable. Yeah. Same. Same. Same for me. Same for me. The introduction of so many Batman characters and then the growth that you see with them throughout, even with the continuing shows, as you see Robin turn into Nightwing, you see Robin's backstory. You see probably one of the best animated uh, DC films or any animated superhero film. Uh, Mask of the Phantasm was some of the best storytelling I've ever seen. One of the and best yes, I consider it part ever. of Batman the Animated Series because it's the same writers, the same animators, the same time period. It came out, what was it? It came out close to the same time. 1996. As another movie. live action movie. Which movie did it come out close to? Because they like, they made a big deal out of it that they were both coming out. <sighs> I, I'm not sure, but, but uh, it, I do, do want to highlight the villains too. Uh, that's the reason why I think this show did so great because. It it led up to a lot of the villains like Two Face, like uh, uh, Two Face, Clayface. It, yeah, Clayface as well. It just led up to their villain saga. Like they did so well about like not just Batman's uh, growth, but also the villains and why they became those villains. And it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. And like each of them of, had a great yeah, backstory. Yeah, you you felt for some of those villains. You're like, oh shit, that's why he became that villain. Yeah, wow, that show just really, so beautifully written. It really does highlight like how Batman probably has the best rogues gallery because each of those characters is worth diving into for a story. Yes, and the yes. show dove into almost all of their stories. The Mad Hatter episodes uh, were good. Scarecrow episodes, my God, the imagination they had with all those Scarecrow episodes was fantastic. Uh, Joker, you can you can say all you want. I mean, literally so many episodes of joker and batman just going at each other oh i thought the killer croc episodes were great I so keep going so harley quinn was actually not a comic book character mm-hmm. she actually became a character because of this sh- cartoon series she they was that popular this character. she was that popular that they made her canon into other comic books and stuff like that so actually harley quinn became a part of this Jermaine, you can tell me if I'm wrong on this, but uh, that's what I was saw from internet history. You, you are correct. You are correct. Yeah. So that is crazy. Like that's how good this show was. They were able to create other characters because of this show. Oh, just so. Amazing. And in fact, not only not only Batman uh, characters were were uh, riding on this train. Superman got a show that was by the same Ju- writers and animators because Justice of League. Justice League. Which is a 2000 show. Yes, yes, yeah. And this which... also led to my number 10, which is Batman Beyond. There were tons of spinoffs off this show because of how well written, how many characters it had introduced. It was, it was a big fucking deal. And that's why it's my number one. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's my number four. So let's go to your number three. What is your number three? My number three, dude... <laughs> 
Move it, football head. I knew it. I knew you were going to put Hey Arnold in there. Hey Arnold, dude. got Hey Arnold. I, I didn't even put it on my list because I was that I know. confident. Really? Uh, oh. Yeah, I was like, yeah, I, could, I, I don't mind taking this one off my list. Doesn't mean I didn't like it, but yeah, I didn't mind taking Hey Arnold off my list. That's why I said you, you love you some Nickelodeon. Uh, I was like yeah. holding back. Nickelodeon, <laughs> Hey Arnold. By, by the way, guys, uh, Batman uh, animated series is available on HBO Max. You guys can watch that. Uh, hey Arnold, available on Nickelodeon on Hulu because I have Hulu. So surprised it's not on Paramount Plus yet. But yeah, it's go this. On. It's this. Uh, it's this kid who lost his parents, which you actually don't know about until later on in the series. Uh, who's uh, brought up by his grandparents in New York? Mm-hmm. Just a genuine ass kid living his fucking life in New Dude, York. Coolest room ever. Coolest Best fucking room, room ever. ever. It, you guys, anyone, anyone, argue with me. Anyone can argue with me. Who has the coolest fictional room ever? It, it's not better than Hey Arnold. It's not better yeah, than Arnold's room. room and Hey Arnold is fucking dope. The entire roof just opens up. They live on the fucking. It's a ceiling, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you just see nice the stars guy. in New York because the building is that high up. Like, yeah, yeah. It's. He has a dope, dope ass speaker room. He clicks a button and the wall turns into a couch so his friends can lay on it. Come, uh-huh. come on, bro. How the coolest fuck? fucking room. And <sighs> Gerald was the coolest fucking best friend. I don't know what was going on with the shape of his skull. Uh, but uh, no, 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 he had, he had a high top, bro. He was rocking a high top. It looked like part of his skull was going up into the high top, though, bro. I mean, it's 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 a cartoon, but like, yeah, he's rocking a high top. <laughs> I'm just making a joke, dog. I mean, oh, yeah, I mean, I mean, Arnold had a football head shape, yeah, head, literally. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Helga, who had that shrine, the hugest crush on fucking <laughs> she'd be taking his gum, putting it she'd be shrine. taking his gum, getting his hair, dude. Oh, dude. Oh, man. Eugene, I mean, I mean, I'm okay. Dude, I mean, if we're being real, like, th- think about it when you're in elementary school, right? What would they tell you as kids? Like, oh, if the guy's, like, punching you or the girl's, like, pulling your hair or like pushing you. you, it's because they like you. And uh-huh. that was Helga, but, like, times 10. Oh, you yeah. You know what I she mean? Was, she was a straight bully to him. And uh, Arnold was just that one kid that just, like, hey, guys, we need to come together and do all this stuff we're growing up in a city we're just kids let's just do all this stuff and it was just him living the lifestyle in a city but also being a good person even though he lost his parents which you find out later like it's just a great his grandpa was show. hilarious though his grandpa, his grandpa was, was the fucking greatest and so was his grandma don't give me that yeah shit. yeah well chill, dude. The, the grandma was a little crazy but she just said i really like the grandpa damn yeah but yeah, that, that, that's that's my number three, guys. Nickelodeon. Loved it. Yeah, yeah. Also, Brainy was so, like one of the first real creeps that I remember seeing on TV, man. That was a fucking creep. Brainy. Yeah, the one that always came up behind people and he had that hard breathing. Oh, was his name Brainy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then a Helgo would always punch him. Yeah. He's going like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And should we punch him? I don't know if his name was Brainy, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. I'm telling you, man, it's Brainy. I'm looking at it right now. Okay. Well fucking Brainy. Yeah, he was, he was definitely <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, what a creep. 
Uh, tons Give me your number three. Then. My number three was Spider-Man. So we talked about it a bit. Uh, great mm-hmm. introduction to Spider-Man characters. If it had had the freedom to do what Batman did, it would have been as good as Batman, I would say. Uh, that's all I had to add for number three. So what's your number two? My number two, I'm pretty sure it's not in your list because you didn't watch the Disney Channel. But my number two is Reese's. Dude, it's just see, you brought it up this time, all right? (laughs) I brought it up this time just because I this was this would have been my number one if it wasn't for Batman, you know? Um, Mm. again, it just takes me back, dude. I used to wake up, so this show would come out like at 6 a.m., I think, Mm -hmm. on, on the Disney Channel, so I would have to because. I think it would come out on the East Coast like 8 a.m. so kids could see it before they go to school. Yeah. So for me, I would have to wake up like at 5.30 just so I can watch this. And it's just about kids during recess, just dealing with recess stuff. Like, oh, my God, this kid took our ball, so we got to deal with this. Or like they had a king version. It's just like it's just a very nostalgic, like kids friendly, eccentric stuff. You got your 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 narc ass kid who's tattletaling on you, and you have to deal with that shit, you know. So it's just a bunch of stuff like that. Um, so yeah, recess available on Disney Channel, available on Disney Plus. Go watch that shit. All right, all right. I haven't seen it, so I can't add much, but I do know there's a huge following of that show. Uh, I'm gonna go to my number two. Do you do you have any idea what my number two and one are at this point? No, man. Um, okay, can I guess your number two? Yeah. X-Men. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Got My it. I think I know is... what your number one is. Can I guess Ooh. your number one later? Yeah. Go, yeah, go yeah, X-Men. When we get to number one right now, we'll, I'll, uh, but X-Men 92, I want to talk about it a little bit just because we could still be getting X-Men 97, I think. I, I don't know if it's canceled yet, but X-Men the Animated Series – ran from 92 to like 97 and it introduced some of the best x-men storylines uh it did a lot of stuff with apocalypse it showed alternate reality episodes it introduced cable in like the first season they did days of future past in the first season bishop goes back in time like there's so many great stories did they they did the phoenix saga on this show yes it was just so many amazing characters. I'm a huge fan of Gambit because of this show. Like he's my favorite X Men. Yeah, it's my favorite X Men too. Yeah, let's go. He's <laughs> I'm learning a new thing Be- about you <laughs> because of this show. That's why he's my favorite. Yeah, exactly. I mean, otherwise it probably would have been, you know, Nightcrawler. Uh, oh, Nightcrawler is a great one too. I was gonna say like, you know what? I, I won't say. There's too many. There's too many, but. It was a big influence on me, and I remember watching it with my cousin and just thinking, this is, like, one of the coolest things I've ever seen. People with powers, the world doesn't accept them for who they are. Uh, obviously, we know, like, it was created as a metaphor for racism in the 60s. Exactly, yep. Uh, and it transcends all of these different things and is so relatable to anybody who's ever felt different and thought that being different should be considered something that's amazing and it was it was just dope it was such fun stories they had crazy out out there worlds i i can't get enough of x-men 92 i thought the stories 
were fantastic, even though Marvel tried to put in as much merchandising as humanly possible. But it was super fun to watch. <laughs> Yo, honestly, that was like one of the ones that had to be in my top 10. Honestly, could have shot up to six, but I just, I don't know. I was just like, if I'm being honest with myself, I had to take it out. You know? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's fair. I grew to love Storm in that show. They had a lot of episodes that really love highlighted Storm, Storm Jean Grey, Rogue storyline. I, I could keep going. Mr. Sinister, one of the best villains in cartoons that yes. I remembered watching. I was like, oh man, this guy is such a creep. He's a, he's a scary motherfucker. He looks like Dracula. Uh, metallic Dracula. But anyway, that was my number two. Uh, your number two was Recess, and your number one is Batman, the Batman the Animated Man. Series. Yes, sir. So it leaves your number one, which I want to take a, a guess at it. Go ahead. I don't think you're going to get it. I'll say that. Can you at least give me whether it was a Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, or Warner Brothers cartoon? I cannot give you that. Okay. My guess was going to be Rugrats. Great pick. Great pick. <laughs> it almost made my top 10. It almost made my top 10. Ah, okay, okay. What was your I'll... number one? Arthur. PBS. No. Good, Damn good pick as well. Do you want me to give you the channel? I'll give you the channel, but give I feel like channel. it's... Give me the channel. Fox. Nope, you lost me. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> the Simpsons. Yeah, man. That was... I mean, it premiered in 89. I get that. But it ran literally through the entire 90s and was part of my childhood after school every yes. single day for several years. Five o'clock. Five o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, man. sir. Like, I fucking loved The Simpsons. Me too. Me too. As a, and it was such an inappropriate show for kids, but every kid watched it. We all watched it. Because <laughs> the parents didn't know. They're like, oh, it's a cartoon. We, It's mm-hmm. not raunchy. But it was well, raunchy. Well, my mom... My mom was working so she couldn't catch it and my grandma didn't know so whenever the simpsons was on i would secretly watch it if my mom was home if not my grandma just saw a cartoon on and that was golden (laughs) you see see for me my parent uh my mom didn't know any spanish any english i'm sorry so Mm -hmm. uh, i could watch whatever i wanted and my dad (laughs) was like uh i was like no like he's a kid he's gotta learn whatever you need to watch it with me so (laughs) Yeah, and it's funny because that show, like, I mean, at the end of the day, most of the time, they did have, like, a moral. You know what I mean? <laughs> they, they went really out they their really storylines. Obviously, everything was a satire and a joke. But at the end of the day, like, they did they did try to show that people want to be good. Yeah. Even when they're terrible. I, I just, yeah. these characters are still a big part of pop culture, man. I currently have uh, Homer Simpson socks and Bart Simpson socks. Uh, by the way, Bart Simpson, favorite character. Favorite character on the show. Jason, what's your favorite Simpsons character? Since there are literally like hundreds. It had to be Bart. Yeah. Um, yeah Bart was I, a shit. I'd also like uh, a Sideshow Bob. Sideshow like Bob. I really yeah. liked Krusty the Clown. He was just such a sad character. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed Krusty. Uh Marge's two sisters were disgusting and hilarious. Uh, everybody, Apu was great. Apu, I love Apu. 
Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of The Simpsons. Honestly, uh, like Ned Flanders, just because yeah, I love him so much. And The Treehouse <laughs> of Horror, I looked forward to it every single year. I was always every, so excited. Every Halloween. Yeah. Uh huh. It was it was a big deal for me. So definitely my number one, The Simpsons. Would you have guessed that one? No, dude. <laughs> I honestly, because again, I stayed away from the ones that started in the '80s. So yeah, see, but that that is technically the '90s. Technically, yeah, I feel I feel like their yeah, their yeah. best seasons were in the '90s. So we'll, we'll give yeah, it that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll give you that. So uh, I do want to give some honorable mentions. We won't talk about them too much. I think we yeah. mentioned a little bit. Um, so Rugrats for me, mm-hmm. Street Sharks. Do you remember Street Sharks? Yes, I remember Street yes. Sharks. Ah, Real Monsters. Good one. Good one. Powerpuff Girls on Cartoon Network. Johnny Bravo on Cartoon Network. Courage the Cowardly Dog on Cartoon Network. Any of those Ooh, ring all a bell good for you? ones? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. All of them. Uh, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to oh, go ahead. huge one that we didn't name. It is what it is, but SpongeBob SquarePants. That was 99. It was still 90s. I guess that would be more yeah. uh, 2000s. But the, that, see, so the, I would have put SpongeBob in there, but it, too it, late. Just like you said, yeah, I think it was more of a 2000s for me. Uh, I'll, yes, I'll, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with that. Um, I also wanted to give a shout out to. Did you ever watch the show on Fox Kids called Robbie's World? Bobby's World. Was it Bobby's World? Yes, you're right. It was Bobby's World. Na, 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 na. Yeah, Bobby's World. Yes, Bobby's World. I love that show. Early 90s. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Bobby's great World. show. Love uh, that show. I had a lot of fun watching that. He was one. a little kid with a tricycle, right? Yes. And then and he had a show. huge imagination. Huge imagination. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I know it wasn't a cartoon, but uh, Reading Rainbow, pretty, pretty uh, influential for me. I don't know if it came out in the 80s, but I remember watching it in the 90s a lot. <laughs> uh, Sesame Street for Sesame. Sesame. Um, that's Sesame not really a cartoon, though. Yeah, no, I know, but it's kids. Anyway, okay. I'll, I'll I'll get away from those because you're right; they're not cartoons. Uh, I also had Transformers Beast Wars. Tension, yes, I had that one too. Tailspin. Now I'm I put in honorable mentions Dar- Ducktales because it came out in 87. Yes, it did run into the 90s for quite a while. That's an 80s for me. Yeah, yeah. It I feel like it, a lot of 80s kids remember that one. Darkwing Duck. That's uh, another, another 80s one for, for me, I think. No, that's 90s for show, man. Was that 90s? Yeah, okay. Gargoyles too. Gargoyle Gargoyles in the 90s. I'll give you that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Darkwing Darkwing Duck came out in 91. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Fuck um, me then. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned Rugrats. Um, what else you got? I got a few more, but what else you got? Uh, so I got Doug on Doug. Nickelodeon. I got oh, Arthur from PBS. Good one. We talked about Animaniacs, obviously. Wild mm-hmm. Thornberries on Nickelodeon. That's right. That's right. Uh, Flea played one of the characters from uh, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes, yes. Uh, the kid that played right. Yeah, that was a terrible impersonation, but yeah, but yeah, um, I get what you were doing. I get what you're doing. Rocco's modern life. Rocco's, Rocco's modern, modern life. life. Yep. Yeah, I had that as an honorable mention. <laughs> uh obviously Bobby's World, I had that one. Uh we talked about that. Uh Cat Dog. Cat Dog. Alone cat. in the world is a little cat little dog. Little cat dog, yes, sir. The Angry Beavers. 
Angry Beavers, I had that one too. <laughs> Ronin Warriors. That was on Toonami in Cartoon Network. Uh, Beast Wars, which you talked about. And those were my honorable mentions. What else? Oh, Tiny Toons, because obviously you already talked about that. Because uh, that was in your top 10. And I can't believe that wasn't in my top 10. Anyways, what else, what else you got for us? <laughs> Rosen, Ronin Warriors came out in the 80s, though, didn't it? It was, a, it was a, it an anime, in- right? Yeah, it was an anime. It released in the U.S. in the '90s. So okay, okay, I'll give you that. I'm gonna, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, I won't be as strict. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, because you gave me a lot of '80s ones. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Give me okay. at least that one. Yeah, give me that one at least. I'm, I'm gonna throw some really random ones at you, but I remember thinking they were really funny. Did you ever see Eat the Cat on Fox Kids? It was a purple cat that always got into shit. No. Yeah, really funny show. Very slapstick. He was always you were, getting... you were a Fox kid, huh? I was. <laughs> Listen, man, we didn't have Disney Channel. Fox was pretty solid. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I I definitely enjoyed it. I also really liked uh, Garfield. I watched Loved the Garfield, Garfield cartoon. Yes, Garfield was a shit. Really random. This one came out on WB Kids, but uh, do you remember Freakazoid? Yes, dude, Freakazoid. Yes. The lightning bolt character with the red, yeah, Freakazoid. You loved it. Earthworm yes. Jim. Earthworm Jim. That's right. That's right. I forgot about yeah. him. He even had a, even had a video game. Yeah, Earthworm Jim. Uh, I also had Captain Planet. You remember I Captain hate, Planet? I hated Captain Planet. You did. Well, why'd you watch it? Yes. Huh? Why'd you watch it then? Because that's like it was on during that time, and I was like. Guess I'll watch this. I've not been to do, dude. I, I liked know. Captain Planet because that theme song just got stuck in your head no matter what. Yeah, dude. I know people love Captain Planet, but I hated it. Yeah, I was yeah. I was I was into it. Uh those were some of my honorable mentions. I did mention Powerpuff. You'd mentioned Powerpuff Girls as well. That was a really big one, almost made my top ten. Uh gosh, I hope uh, we're not Cow forgetting Chicken. big Cow and Chicken, that's right. Well, I'm sure we forgot some big ones, but we're going to wrap that up. I'm going to say my top 10. Jason, you'll say yours. So starting with top 10 for me, number 10, Batman Beyond. My number nine, sorry, give me a second, looking, Dragon Ball Z. My number eight was SWAT Cats. Number seven, Tiny Toons. Number six, Pinky and the Brain. Number five, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Number four, Batman the Animated Series. Number three, Spider-Man, number two, X-Men, 92, and number one, The Simpsons. Uh, Jason, what is yours? Great picks, my friend. Uh, So for me, number 10 is going to be Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Number nine is going to be Yu Yu Hakusho. Number eight is going to be Batman Beyond. Number seven, Rocket Power. Number six, Pokemon. Number five is going to be Dexter's Laboratory. Number four is going to be Spider-Man, the animated series. Number three for me is going to be Hey Arnold. Number two is going to be Recess. And number one is going to be Batman, the animated series. Fantastic picks. Um, I think we're going to leave it there. I do I do remember too. Tailspin, you remember that with the Saturday morning? You, you talked about it for a brief <laughs> second, but I cut you off because we talked about some other stuff. That's so right. Tailspin, guys. Tailspin. And reboot. But anyway. Oh, uh, reboot. That was a good yeah. one too. 
Yeah, we actually talked about that in the group chat not too long ago. I that did watch that show I too. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Max Steele. Let... <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I forgot about that show. <laughs> I think I even had a toy. Yeah, yeah, I had the toy too. So reboot reminds me of Max Steele as well. So shout out Max Steele and reboot. <laughs> uh, that being said, we're gonna end it there, guys. That was uh, our top ten. If you have any that you think we may have forgotten, please let us know. Uh, shoot us a message. And if you are on Spotify, please give us a five-star rating. By the way, everybody, we are going to have some big news coming up for you guys soon. Hopefully, this is going to mean that we will be able to actually get on YouTube. We might be able to get on Apple Podcasts. And we're just going to have more options for people to hopefully get in touch with our content and get to start maybe even seeing us see us uh, recording fairly soon uh we're gonna give more details about that later i don't want to get too much into it uh anything you want to add to that jason yeah just some updates coming soon guys we're excited about it great you did a great job on that one all right so <laughs> uh no shout outs for me you know, those of you who are behind me just know uh i love you guys uh but no shout outs for me today jason you got any shout outs um, shout out to the listeners and uh, keep uh, listening and liking us. Absolutely. Thanks again for listening, everybody. We love you. Uh, we appreciate you. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at revenge underscore of the pod. Uh, we'll see you next week for another episode of revenge of the pod.